bad. I don't want to laugh at him because I know he can eat me, but <laughs> it's not that bad. My wife usually braids it. It was braided last time. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's I, I thought so. It keeps it out of the fucking uh, rotating machinery. <laughs> All the good stuff and the uh, the wheels for the creepers. Oh, you haven't lived till you're trying to get your hair out of a creeper. One of these sweatshirts because the net or the hood goes so far back. Whew. You can choke yourself out, not in a good way. Autoerotic asphyxiation. <laughs> I'm telling you. Look at the guy that died from that. Changed his windshield wipers, fell between the super single and the bumper. Fucking folded him in half, and he got stuck, and he suffocated to death. Oh, I thought you were talking about the fucking Arkansas from the Clintons. Uh-uh. Yeah, didn't they have one of their friends die from autoerotic asphyxiation? That was going to blow the whistle on one of the fucking bullshit things they did. I don't know. I feel like you Josh, know a lot more Josh, about this. Than... We weren't all there. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am not currently, nor have I ever been suicidal in my life. <laughs> no, I meant, I meant the Clintons. We weren't, we weren't there. That's what he's oh. saying. Is he can't? Oh, I thought he's saying you can't suicide someone that's not suicidal. Yeah, he was so happy. So much to live for. His daughter just won state, and she was about to graduate. And see, we gave her a shout out. She won. Feel yeah. pretty proud of that. Oh, dude, we beat West. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Those West parents got so pissed. Like, they were booing the judges. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm like, holy shit. This is not like the World Cup of volleyball. Josh just looks at his wife, and she's like, not this time. <laughs> not this time. She sent me out. I had to leave the fucking gym. Oh. There was some dude yelling. I was like, no. No, you don't get to act that way. And your wife's like, I think you need to go get a drink of water. Yeah, they had a little coffee thing. She was like, why don't you go over there? <laughs> I couldn't watch. I was fucking so pissed. I love that because that's like all the videos on the internet. The guy like stands up. And his wife's like, nope. You sit somewhere else. Then. <laughs> he goes, he yells. He had a camera when he was a West parent. <laughs> you got to get that shit. And I was like, great idea. Why didn't they think of that? <laughs> stop it. Stop it. All right, whatever. They're all like, you want to fight tough guy? And Josh looks at his wife and goes, do I have to ask you if they're asking me? Or I just have to, I have to ask before I kill him. Oh, perfect. Josh walks out on there. You guys ever seen an MMA match with no (laughs) rules? Oh, dude, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. (laughs) I would have beat him, but he kicked me in the nuts. No shit. That's my go-to first move. (laughs) I heard that from someone. The only loser is the person that doesn't win. Yeah. And they're like, you know, and the guy's like, well, that's a cheap shot. And that's, he goes, I fucking won. I don't give a fuck what it takes. Twist his dick. <laughs> Dog, dude, this is a boxing match. <coughs> dude, I will bite a motherfucker. <laughs> I will. You're going to lose eyes. I'm going to go for the soft tissue. If, right. I don't, if I don't win, you're going to limp for the rest of your life or have one less testicle. One of the two. <laughs> that's what I tell people. I may not win, but you will not want to do it again. You're going to be scarred for life. I'm hoping. If I'm not going to win, you're going to be shitting in a bag for the rest of your life. <laughs> That's my goal. Josh, like, you ever seen how much damage a Copenhagen can can do? Oh, dude. He's probably got Ninja Star Copenhagen cans <laughs> hidden away in his pickup. <laughs> <laughs> Star shape cut out on him, just fucking... My, my arms are all cut up and shit because I was working on some stuff. And... A Western Star? <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
I love it. Every time I walk in there, like, I open the door, and he's like, fuck this. I don't even know why I told him I'd do this. This fucking sucks. I don't do engines. Why am I here right now? Turns around and goes, yeah, I still doesn't want to do it anymore just because you're standing there. Hey, at least I'm honest. You know exactly where you stand with me. It's like, fuck, dude. I feel like, I'm, I feel like it's, like, Better than the bottom, though, because you're you're still helping me fix the truck. Well, I, <laughs> I tell everybody, I was like, I don't do engine work. I don't do engine work. I don't do engine work. And then you call me, and I'm like, fuck. I guess I do engine work. Well, I got a soft spot. You're young. You're starting out. I'm like, fuck. If he takes it somewhere, it's going to be a fucking $60,000 bill. My best part is we're I'll standing there. I'll do it for 58.5. <laughs> <laughs> My best part is we're standing there, and he goes, shit, he'll be out the door for less than 20, I bet. Perfect. As long as the bottom end's good, he'll be out the door less than 20 with parts and labor. Uh, doing full engine swap on my record was 22. Yeah. That's easy. Yeah, kind of. I mean, after hey, putting a bottom end in it, you take one, overhead. Take one <laughs> shitty engine out, grab a different shitty engine, put it in, and send it out the door. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, Josh is standing there going, see this right here? He's like, yeah, and he goes, see how your cam looks like fucking... Skyler took his fucking teeth to it. And I'm like... <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And he goes, it's not supposed to be like that. And I said, oh, I, I figured that. Every time I look at it, I'm like, holy fuck, look at that. And the best, damn it, look at that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, did that walk? Fuck. The best part is he goes, see when someone grabbed these vice grips? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the studs for the Jake housing. I took the, I took the fucking the pipe that goes over the stud for the unsupported part i took it off i'm like what the fuck are those marks so i double nut them and i pull them off because they're only in there like 32 foot pounds or something i'm like what the fuck is that it's on every one of them it's vice grip marks where they put a vice grip on it to tighten it down i'm like jesus christ (laughs) well he's like so i called the guy about fixing your cam he's like four weeks out so got on my phone i have this app and just buy tools yeah, I'm gonna buy a cam bearing tool, so you're welcome. Yep, I gotta buy that. It's fifteen hundred bucks, and then I gotta buy a torque wrench that goes to six hundred foot pounds or some ungodly amount. It's another sixteen hundred rods and mains. Yeah, it's great. I know those, those rods and mains that you gotta do to like six hundred. They suck. But I sit there. And he's like, grab. Well, for me, yeah, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm three ninety seven. <laughs> Josh is like, I just used to hook it to the winch on the M88. Fucking. Oh, dude. <laughs> Did they, we had a, we had, on the 88, we had a fucking adjustable wrench that was four foot long. And you know how they have the little worm gear in it? Yeah. It didn't. It had a holes drilled and it had a 916th bolt that went through. You just undid the bolt, slid it to the size you needed, and put the <laughs> bolt back in. It's fucking huge. Oh, God. You're like, this thing, this worm gear ain't going to last long. That's a good crescent hammer, though. Oh, dude, if you lost something on the 88, you just pack that thing around as punishment. <laughs> it became an inspectable item. An inspectable item. Oh, yeah, dude, I don't give a fuck. You, you, you lost the keys at the tank. You're an idiot. <laughs> Carry around that 97-pound wrench now, plus oh. all your other shit. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, carrying the weapon, fucking wrench. It's horrible. Swaps out as fucking, what do you guys have, M4s? or? Yeah, we had M4s and 9 mils. Takes off his M4, straps his wrench to his chest, and oh yeah, takes off into the war zone. <laughs> Figure it out. God damn. Well, if you're just tuning in, we got Josh back for round two of punishment. Muzzle off. <laughs> if you're, uh, we talk about the 22 day, 22 a day 
pretty much every show now. Yeah, I have not done my push-ups <laughs> in a minute. So, uh, what, what are those? What, what are push-ups? <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're thinking about, you know, suck starting a shotgun. Kick-starting a landmine. Maybe finish the whole show. Give us a chance. Maybe you'll find something to uh, hang in there a little longer. Yeah. You really got to get that fucking texting thing. Which one? Oh, yeah. The chat. The yeah. chat fixed. I can't even comment on the videos. Yeah, that's what Brian. Oh, that might be you with it. That might be a you thing then. Because the other guy could. One of our other listeners was commenting. Oh. I tried commenting. I even I even set up a YouTube thing. Yeah, and so did I. And I tried to comment and it yeah. wouldn't let me do it either. No. I can't test any of this because I am it. Not while I was driving, though. That would be unsafe. <laughs> oh, I was pulled over in a secure location. Vehicle exactly. wasn't back in park. So the the TikTok likes to flag my videos for unsafe because I might be moving while I'm taking them. Yeah. So the one I have, I said, don't flag this. I'm on a private road. <laughs> I remember that. I'm on a private road. I paid for it myself. It's the interstate. Fucking cruising down the interstate is my privately owned paid for road that I that I help maintain. That's disgusting. That works apparently. Oh, this didn't work while I was driving. <laughs> you didn't like the, the <laughs> or meats. not driving? Sorry, it was meat supreme. Probably has Italian sausage on it. That's no, the, the it's, it's the sauce on top. It's weird. Yeah, I have standards. They're low, but I have. Them. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Josh has very high standards. Very high. Well, no, no. You maintain a high standard. You may not yeah. have high standards, but you maintain a high standard. Set the bar low. That way, if anything happens, you just trip over it. <laughs> so on the floor? Oh, yeah, dude. It's fucking... Josh, like, you see how this basement has a step in it? That's the step. I still have no idea when my wife is still with me 20 years in. Sometimes they get trapped. They just don't have any way out. You know oh, dude, I mean? she has all the money. <laughs> she has every way out. I have very little access to my fucking funds. <laughs> I have, a cre- I have a debit card. I don't have a fucking credit card. I have a debit card to, like, one of the accounts that she keeps around, like, four or five grand in. That's, like, my stuff. <laughs> I know we have other accounts because I don't even know why we have an account at, uh, what, no, at Western Security, uh, the one up here. Stockman's. <clears throat> that one was new. Got a fucking receipt for that one. I'm like, oh, sweet. You're like, oh. You're like, like, honey, so I want to buy something. And she's like, oh, you're asking? And you're like, well, it exceeds the limit in my account you allow me to have. <laughs> oh, I think my daily on mine's like 600 bucks. You're like, text her. You're like, And hey, I can't, yeah. like, call to get it jacked up. You're like, hey, me and Brian were looking at Ford pickups, and we both need a new one. I'm going to need to, I'm going to need something. I bought a truck the other day, uh, 1984. Did you get it? What? That one you were showing The 99? No. Oh, darn it. I got another one in 1984. <laughs> It's got a 6.2 diesel in it. Uh, it's a government truck. It's called a D30. It was a mail truck. It's a square body. A Might be a truck. 70s, I forget. But it's got a 6.2 diesel, absolute and utter turd. Turbo 400. But it's got uh, Dana 60s and 14-bolt fronts. And they're factory government lockers. Got it for 2800 bucks. Brian's like, what was that website again? No. <laughs> We're still looking for that eight, that twelve B We are not in the same tax bracket. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you're talking about like cheap shit. Oh yeah. Brian's oh, like cheap shit. Brian's like, God, how much is that suburban? And he's like, I'll take it. Dude, square body suburbans? I'm a whore. 
Dude, I love Square Buddy. Like anything to 90. I think 90s when they changed it. Like 89 back. I love Square Body Suburbans. I like OBS Fords. Oh, yeah, they're good too. I don't own one, but I hang out with a guy that owns a bunch of them or has owned a bunch of them. See, my son got a uh, Dodge Durango for free because it has a bad head gasket. And he's like, Dad, we should do it. And I'm like, yeah, great. Okay, sure. <laughs> You're like, I don't work on trucks. I don't work on cars. I don't do engine work. Yeah. yeah. Why do you people keep approaching me with engine work in vehicles? Well, he got it for free, and he's like, Dad, I can get it, and I can flip it. I can sell it for like four or five grand. I was like, yeah, I probably could. It's got like no no miles on it. Interior's perfect. It's a 2009 Durango. That sounds like a Brian's Murano story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that did not work out. <laughs> this Murano. All I got to do is replace the water pump. Fixes the water pump. Fucking just will not start. Like, fucking pops the radiator cap. There is more blow-by coming out of the radiator cap than anything else. Fucking starts driving it, and there's fucking coolant coming out the exhaust. Just fucking running out the back. There was she more was, coolant coming out of the exhaust than going through the water pump. She was fucked. I, was I, I suggest you check the air compressor because sometimes <laughs> they had the air compressor all messed up and push 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 blow by into the system. It was it was great after all that work too. Then he like puts it back together. It's clean. It's nice. Did a good job. Fucking well, right up on the fucking trailer. And to the scrapyard. Away we go. Louie and Deans. Here we go. <laughs> and I looked at this one before he got it for free, though, too. Kind of. So over my uh, Thanksgiving break, I'm going to be putting a head gasket in a 2000 or whatever Dodge Durango so my son can sell it and make five grand. That's and I'm funding this. And I'm funding <laughs> this. You got to do what my dad did. You got to make him reimburse you for your investment plus for interest. Yeah, he wants the, the the truck I just bought. <laughs> it's a diesel, Dad. I was like, it's a 6.2. He's like, I don't need to go fast. I was like, mm, you're going to try to put a turbo on it, aren't you? I was like, no, 12-valve swap. I was like, bitch, that'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone does 12-valve swaps. I know, because they're easy. But I want to see the guy, like the one guy that did the 6.7 Cummins in a... Um, ch- uh, Charger? Challenger. Oh, Weston? I have no idea. Oh, it was, yeah. it was at the it was at the SEMA show or whatever. Yeah, he like put one in a Mustang too. I think uh, was, the Mustang's twelve valve. Oh, it's a twelve valve. Yeah, yeah that that dude makes me look small. <laughs> He's from like Kansas or some shit too. One that I want is the Mustang with a six O and a six speed. So we're looking for a new co-host. <laughs> Anyone wants to join us? I'll get out. Listen, Listen. all of that's cool and all, but motor trend. No, what was it? Sure. Roadkill. Oh, yeah. Oh, Roadkill. Roadkill. The Rotson. Oh. The 5.0 with the 7.3 turbo. Yeah. <laughs> that right there is my shit. Yeah, my son, like, wants to do Roadkill. We've watched all of Roadkill. And uh, the Grand Tour. Love the Grand Tour. Oh, with the... <coughs> Jeremy Clarkskin yeah. and everybody. Used to be something else until he punched a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we watch all of those. He's like, Dad, let's find something and just, like, roadkill it. I was like, no, you've never been broke down. It's not that fun. They have a support crew. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, and I have a been... lot of money. Yeah. yeah. I have a lot of money. You're like, we have a Chandler, but I don't know if it will go up on the trailer. So you'll have to figure that out. No, that's one of those you just take it and get a bus ticket, drop it off at the scrapyard, get 500 bucks. <laughs> Side of the road, maybe. You just yeah. leave it, pull the VIN tags off, everything. Don't register it to your name. Well, you ever notice on roadkill? They never register them. They're always in. They always run the same plates. I never noticed that. Because they're in California. 
They had one when uh, they did a, no, it was Dirt Every Day, I think, did it. Or they were competing against Dirt Every Day. And they bought a, uh, then when Austin Miller did their big um, auction four or five years ago, they bought a Ford that I was looking at that was like a 460 Ford with a five-speed or something. And it had that stupid Ford wishbone front end where the axle, like, pivots, mm-hmm. and it's completely retarded. Twin <laughs> I-beam? Yes. Garbage. Dumb. <laughs> and we looked at it. We didn't buy that. We ended up buying a D8 instead. A D8? Yeah. Oh, that was a D11. No, we bought a D8, bought it for, like, 15 grand, didn't run. And, uh, who was it? Highball, like, hauled it from the Heights to Lockwood. And it was like twenty eight hundred dollars or something. How'd you get it on the trailer? I got it running. Oh, well, you, I mean, I, I was wondering because Josh's like, "Well, I got my Craftsman tool set. I'll be right back." And it's known as my magic box. Then all you hear is tick 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 tick. Oh, dude, yeah, I'd, that's how I do it. Like people will hire me, like, "Hey, you want to go to this auction?" Like, yeah, I'll go to the auction. So I go to the auction. And I was like, "None of this shit runs." I was like, yeah. Can you get it to run on the truck? I was like, I might be running it with ether, but I can get it on the truck. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in drive. Here we go. <laughs> I do that shit all the time. And then they like, I have one guy. It's like, hey, I'll split it with you. Like, what? It's like, yeah, we get it running. We'll split it. Like, all right, cool. I get it running and he uses it for like a week or two. It's like, I like it. I think I'm going to keep it. Like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, where's my half of free? Like, yeah. Uh, or you got my dad that calls him, hey, uh, if I pay you to go look at a dump truck, Josh's like, yep, I have a day rate. We'll take mm-hmm. on down there. We go down there and pulls out his computer, see a look on his face, and I'm like, hey, uh, are we even going to like keep looking at this thing? And Josh goes, oh, yeah, I got to make sure in case your dad does something dumb that <laughs> I can I know what you know everything that needs fixed. And we roll around this thing. We were there for like two hours, weren't we? Mm-hmm. And Josh goes, yeah, it's a pile of shit. There's no way we're ever going to buy this. But just in case, sends, sends my dad the list. And he's like, so what do you think, Josh? And he goes, god damn it. He's like, here's how much it's going to cost probably to fix it minimum. And he's like, I think I'm going to buy it. Me and Josh are like, just get in the pickup and turn around. Better leave before he says okay. That guy wanted like $87,000 for that thing too. Like a $35,000 truck. It had, it had triple drops, which were cool. Except every kingpin, I leaned up against it and went flop. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. <laughs> went to the next one. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. And then the guy's like, "Yeah, it has a cat platinum rebuild." They took it to the shop and they did it themselves. And no, it certified. didn't. <laughs> and Josh is like, "Well, you see that right there that says O'Reilly's on it? <laughs> Telling you that's not a cat part." I plugged my computer. And half the modules wouldn't respond. I'm like, Jesus Christ! There was wire nuts in the wiring. I'm like, Holy fuck! <laughs> I've never done that. I would have <laughs> no, Brian, if he's got to use wire nuts, he just uses black tape. He just puts exactly. them together and tapes it. That's better. <laughs> that is my worst nightmare. Is Brian wiring shit? Yes. Yeah, any wiring done by Brian. Oh, my God. <laughs> this thing, and then, like, the dash is, like, all cracked. I, like, touch it, and it's, like, falling apart. It's Second gen. Chandler's, <laughs> Chandler's driving it on like, a test Sterling. drive, and I'm like, okay. And he's like, there's supposed to be a gear here. <laughs> <laughs> We ain't bought this yet, bud. Let's just take it back. <laughs> we'll just turn the fuck around. And then yeah. we talked to the guy. And he's like, so you, if, if he wants to buy it, and I think I got a check, he's like, oh, no, no, no. And the guy, I'm like, what? You don't want money? And the guy goes, well, the bank owns it, so you're going to have to pay them. And I was like, 
This just got a lot more difficult. Oh, yeah. And he banks in, like, Texas. <laughs> oh, nice. So it's like me and Josh, my dad's like, yeah, you, I think maybe, we, maybe we'll get it and just, you know, whatever, make it run, and it will get by, and Josh can just fix it up enough, and... We're like, yep, going to get in the pickup. going to drive off now before he buys this fucking thing. Yeah, Chandler's talking to the guy. I walk away, and I'm, I call his dad, and I'm like, hey, so what's going on? He goes, yeah, just just leave. <laughs> just leave. <laughs> okay. Or the piece of shit in Arizona. Oh, I wasn't there for that one. I know. Neither was Josh, so. Oh, no. Or the one in Bozeman. Western Star with a Mercedes. Oh, no. Stay away from those. And an automatic. <laughs> and no. an automatic. But you get in it and there's fucking lights flashing and he's like, yeah, the blow by didn't look bad. And then we go out for a drive, come back and I pop the cap and I'm like, yeah, it didn't look bad then. It got hot. <laughs> now it's got, it gets worse when it gets hot. And I kept telling him, I was like, I ain't know nothing about the Mercedes. Like it, it wasn't terrible. The blow by at least like on any other truck. I'd be like, Pfft. Run it, <laughs> run yeah. it. You know, and this thing, I, I fucking have no idea. Brian's like, so what's this half inch <laughs> chain holding the dipstick in for? Well, see the blow by. Waited. Take this thing. I'm like, oh. Jakes yeah. sound great. That's not the Jakes. <laughs> they, didn't even, they didn't even work. Or we went and looked at one in Bozeman. <laughs> it was me, Brian, and him. And oh, fuck. we get there, and the guy's like, yeah, it'll haul like I don't know, like twenty ton or whatever. It's like. Sir, I'm not trying to be rude, but there there is no fucking way. Like it's not possible. It was a two axle, two two lift, yeah. yeah. So it had five axles total, and we're measuring it. And I was like, how the three foot? And he's like, he's like, well, we can get like twenty plus ton on it. And I was like, you can put whatever the fuck you want on it. Doesn't mean it can legal. And he goes, well, yeah, DOT around here told us they don't care, and you know, you get like thirty percent unless they take you to the chicken house. I was like, we have a chicken house in Billings. They'll take us right down to that motherfucker. They do not care. Or the guys with the tonneau covers, they're called portables. Yeah. <laughs> they just yeah. roll that shit out. But on a portable, they have to, they give you like 10%. If you want to fight the 10%, they take you to the scale. They only yeah. give you 10% if you're on asphalt. They do not give you 10% on concrete. Oh, really? Because I heard the portables they gave. At one point, they said if it was portable because they, they weren't always accurate, they were giving leeway. But if you wanted to fight the leeway, they just took you down to the scale. So, like, there's a polite gentleman... In one of those pickups up there in Hobson. And he'll weigh you on asphalt one day, weigh you on concrete the next day. But he he's pissed off at himself because he gets a different weight every time. But not every load's the same. If you're hauling the same cows, then they're, they're all, they all weigh different. But he was getting mad at us because we all said that we loaded the same, and it wasn't the same. I, I, I saw a scale open that I'd never seen open before. Um <clears throat> Oh, my God. What's that little town? You're going up towards Great Falls. You turn left, and it's got a little bar. And you turn left towards Harlow. Lavina. Lavina. There's oh, that. That was open when I went to Stanford the other day. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen that open in 40 years. He I've went been. like this, and I just kept going. I didn't know what he was trying to tell me. He had a port. <laughs> he, had, he was weighing all the uh, hay wagons. There really? Were, yes. Lavina's open a lot. It is. I've, I've never seen, seen that it open openly very open. much. Well, it's it, not even a way station. It's just like a... Turnout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but they're they're in there during, like, farm season stuff. They try to get all the guys that are trying to do illegal shit. Oh. That one's I, weird to me, too, though, because it leans. It leans no, to the right. Not when you get there, though. The, the pad itself is flat. Is it? Yeah. Okay. That's what I like to pull over and piss. I piss right in there so when they go to portable <laughs> town. I rolled in there one time. Three-axle truck, <coughs> 15 and a half, 16 ton. 
It was great. <laughs> He's like, yeah, come on in. And I was like, Fuck. no. <laughs> You're like, no. I don't want to. Did you warm that seat up for me? <laughs> It's like, uh, where should I put my pants? <laughs> Rolled on it. He wrote some shit down. He's like, see ya. I was like, huh, all right. He's like, uh, Brian's like, if I turn around now, is it still illegal? Put my pants back on. <laughs> the only time I've ever seen anything in there is a game check station. That's the only time I've seen anything in there. I've seen a game check across the street at the old gas station, but I've never seen them over in the scale. Yeah. Well, I got stopped in there once in the rental truck, and I had the lift axle up. I had a loader on, and my airbags are like 30 pounds. Like, there's not enough weight on this. It, the loader weighed, like, 20,000. And I have fucking nine axles, or seven axles, I mean. And I fucking roll in there, and the one guy's like, hey, so your lift axle's up. I hope you're not overweight. And I was like, dude, if I'm overweight, I did something fucking wrong. <laughs> that loader is, that loader's got something in the bucket. Like, I don't know what it is. It's invisible, but, you know. And then the other officer gets out and goes, you realize that some loads are light. You don't need the lift axle down. And he goes, well, everyone I see loaded has a lift axle on. He goes, yeah, they probably need it. <laughs> rolls me on the portables and like literally doesn't get done and the one guy's like hey see you later and I'm like what and he goes you're you're so light there's no fucking reason to even yeah. I think I've seen go. Levina open more than I've seen Harlow open oh I've seen yes. Harlow open a lot yeah really we used to run cows through uh, the white sulfur coming back this way and Harlow was open all the time yeah because it's that east west and north south to Great Falls out of Judith Gap yeah. but they're like never open because I use that scale because they leave the numbers on well there and so, then <clears throat> I use it to weigh myself hmm they did that construction for the roundabout at Armington, and they were open at Harlow all the time. Really? Yeah, because they had belt shut down. Well, they weren't open when... So they were open by the time me and Brian got there to do a rescue mission with the Ford pickup. That uh -huh. made the, by the time we got there, they were closed, and then they were closed the rest of the day, but they said they were, they've been open, like, every day except for the day we went down there. Hmm. I was like, hey, as long as they're not open yeah. when I'm around, don't yeah. fucking care. <coughs> Are you saying you're not legal? No, just there's no reason to poke a bear. You I am legal every time I hop in my truck. I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> we were at the, yeah, the, the Washington story. If you're, if you're DOT on. and you're listening to this and you see wreckers drive by the scale with the flashes on, pull them over and look for light bulbs. No. Every time. It's called God lights. You can do whatever you want with your God lights on. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, the, the two fuckers over here. Him and the other guy, they fuck all the time. Just no, beep. I don't. I stop at the scale. Mostly the other guy. Mostly the other I stop like the other day. The sign said opposite, and I was like, you know, that's close enough to closed. So I just kept going. <laughs> that's what I did. If it says opposite, I usually drive on by. I know one guy that got pulled over, and he said, "Dude, I thought the sign said closed." And you know, they call it the big word because it's closed. So you have the little word and the big word, and that's kind of the like CB. You know, hey, what's the scale say? The big word. So the guy went back to me and goes, no, if you're in a truck driving up to it, you wouldn't pay a second. It looks like the big word. You fucking, you're good to go, man. See you later. Did you see they changed the eastbound sign? Which one? It's no longer the digital one. Uh -uh. Uh, on the interstate, the eastbound sign is now one of the flip signs for open and closed. Oh, I didn't notice that. Because the digital sign went out. It kept saying op said. Everybody <laughs> was driving by. What was stupid is <coughs> ours is white. The digital oh. sign's white. Yep. Well, you got to bring race into it. Because it's better. <laughs> wow. It's off tan. It was white. You would think open would be like green and closed right. is red. Just like every Actually, other state no, is. Exactly. Nope. They do it. A lot of them do it the other way, though. Closed is green because it means go. It means drive on by. There's, I've seen a lot of them that green is closed and open is red because if it's red, it means stop. I don't know what scales you're driving by, but I've been to a lot of states and never seen hey, that. 
I'm, I'm just saying, I've seen it both ways. I like Spokane scale. You roll in, you got a weigh in motion that says truck may bypass or truck must enter. I like Shep. Uh, when have you gone through that? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Sheridan. Sheridan Portis. I like that one. Oh, yeah. I just roll in there. They're like, hey, and I roll on by. Pretty much. <laughs> or I roll in there and I'm like, I need a permit. And they're like, here you go, sir. Have a nice day. Make sure you get your DOT number readable better. Next yeah, make time. sure you clean it, please, so we can see it next time. I got chased by the chase truck. In uh, uh, Spokane. What were you doing? Yeah, was, what were you doing? Because I've blown that scale a lot. I was on vacation. <laughs> In what? In a fucking my D8? pickup. Really? Had my camper and I had kayaks on top of my truck on oh. the thing, and it said all boats must stop. Oh my god! In the state of Montana, if it doesn't have a motor, it's not a boat. If you don't have a, a hull VIN or a hull right. registration. That's why I hear it's watercraft. Yeah, no, yes, it's watercraft. watercraft. Yeah. So watercraft, I stopped. It said boats. I didn't have any boats. I had watercraft. <laughs> no boats, no hose. <laughs> You're like, you want to see my inflatable tube? <laughs> so we rolled through, and this chick fucking chased me down. Like, Wait, woo! was she good looking? No. Oh, so yeah. never mind. I'm not headed there then. She was like four foot <laughs> three. Right she was the same. <laughs> she was as wide as she was tall. Oh, I'd say we got an actual boat. We could try it. But I, we went through there, and she pulled us over. I was like, "Why didn't you stop at the, the boat check? I don't have a boat. What's on top of your truck?" I was like, "Those are watercraft. They don't have any hull identification numbers. Go back there and check." I was like, all right. So she fucking escorted me to the next exit, made me go around back to the fucking thing. I show up, and it's some college dumbass. And he's like, spray something on it. Where where was the last place these were in the water? I was like, uh, the, the Pacific Ocean? Oh, yeah, we don't have zebra mussels in that. I was like, no shit, it's salt water. <laughs> Josh's like, uh, Shields, where I bought them from. Yeah. They have a really high humidity, if that's what we're asking. But yeah, it was like, rolls. I could give you a ticket for that, you know? I was like, fucking do it. Josh, like, care. she's like, well, you need to go back. So Josh gets out, walks back, and goes, yeah, I'm looking at them. There's nothing on the side of them. So that scale, we thought we got lucky one day. Because we left Billings, well, Laurel, loaded at uh, off of 72nd there. Uh-huh. And they always told us, when you leave here, go down to the TA, weigh if you're heavy, come back, kick some off, and then head out. Well, I... I've, I was feeling independent that day. <laughs> a strong, independent woman as he is. And I uh, got to the TA. I was 113,000. You're legal for 105 in Washington. We were going to Pasco. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to go. I'll lose <laughs> enough weight by the time I get there. Well, roll through Butte. They were closed. Roll through Haugen. They were closed. Get to Spokane. And our usual 5 o'clock rush hour was not there. <laughs> She breezed right through. Uh, yeah, <coughs> until we got to Spokane, he, he chewed my ass for a while. I was 108.6 when I got to Spokane. Jesus. He was not happy with me. Grampy's tell me stories that him and my grandma teamed. So they would load, like, within 100 pounds. They'd have to fucking run the tanks out. Then when they went through the scale, they were usually so busy that she would get out of the truck, which was just enough weight to put them legal. She'd walk by the truck. As soon as they got off the scale, she'd jump back in. They'd take off. Gone. We had a guy when I worked for Corcoran. He liked Rainier. Good. Yeah, whatever. He was an old guy. Disgusting. He was a man of class. <laughs> but Not he used, much of it. No, he used to drink <laughs> Rainier, and he'd just go to the... He had, like, no life. 
He'd just come to the shop and drink. He lived in his fucking truck. And he was loaded, supposed to be going to Florida with, like, Carpet One or something, a thing of carpet. It was, like, on a Monday. He was supposed to be there on Friday. Shows up on Monday, shooting the shit. Tuesday, shooting the shit. Wednesday, shooting the shit. Finally, John comes out and goes, hey, you going to make it? I'll make it just fine, man. Sure as shit, he made it to the Tallahassee, Florida by Friday. I'm like, how the hell? I love that one guy. He's like, so I keep getting questioned on how... I can work a 16-hour day on a 12-hour log page. And he's like, so you have a log page is 24 hours, midnight to midnight. He goes, what people don't understand is... What is that? <laughs> they're like, every page is 24 hours, midnight to midnight. He, he's like, nowhere in the rules did I see that I couldn't have multiple 24-hour periods going at the same time. And he was running, he was running double logs. Uh-huh. And he's like, so you just got to know which 24-hour period you need to be in to... Uh, Give to, which one to give to DOT at the time? We'd have guys get fired or quit, and then it was my job being the little man on tow pulling to clear out the trucks, which was fucking disgusting, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, bud. Our In there. almost got tied together. Yeah, yeah it, it was disgusting, <laughs> and I'm like, we're throwing mattresses out. <laughs> it was gross. I hate and, mattresses. And I'm I'm cleaning everything up, and I'm like, oh, I've got a logbook, got a logbook, got a logbook, got a logbook. I had like five logbooks. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do with these? You like burn them? Just what do you mean? Like just fucking burn them? <laughs> they all had different stickers on them, so I knew which one he was running. I'm like, wow, that's that's impressive that you guys can keep this straight. Well, it's, you know, it takes a lot of work. I've, I've looked into it, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I just don't want to go on the road. Oh, we were we were hauling grain. Hey, <coughs> when you're on cows, you technically don't have to run one until you're empty. And they want you to log it as legal as you can. Well, we started hauling grain, and I hit Watford City. I was like, well, I better fill it out because there's a scale coming up. Started filling it out. I was like, I don't fucking understand. This thing's written the sleeper and left. <laughs> I did it that one time. They, you know, locally let us run time cards instead mm-hmm. of log books. So That's what I run. I run time cards on my service truck, but I don't even have to do that because I don't go past 150. Right. So we, and every now and then we would, so I had a time card and freaking filling it out, and I, Brian's with me, and I'm like... We get stopped at the scale, and I'm it's like fucking 10 or 11 o'clock at night in a local dump truck. Like, the dude knows something's probably fucking up. So I, like, look at my time card, and I'm like, this thing says 20 fucking hours on it. And I'm not even off work yet. And I'm like, well, let's just, that one blew out the window. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can PC now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, I don't know what happened. Um, that one blew out the window. Let me refill it out, I guess, as best as I can remember. Fills it out again. And I set it on the counter. The dude looks. Hours. No, 18. Oh, 18. I shortened it. Obviously, I shortened it, but it wasn't short enough. So Why? Because <laughs> I fucking. Dude, it was 20 hours. I was tired. I fucking. My, my AMs and PMs got mixed up. And all of a sudden, I set it on the counter and slide it to the guy. And he, like, looks at it. Try again. <laughs> Slides it back. He, Is like, that sli- a niner? <laughs> <laughs> Slides it back. And he goes, yeah, you guys are good to go. Have a safe trip. Be, be careful in the dark doing whatever you're doing. And. Like, okay, and Brian goes, You realize your time card says 18 hours? And I was like, No, better rip that one up too, I guess. <laughs> I didn't, uh, I was on salary. There was a time for the company that I was terrible at filling out time. I still am terrible. Like, I don't know, I, I just don't keep track of shit. I just know how much you owe me. Like, I don't fucking care. And they, uh, they, they got a safety audit. The DOT officer comes in, and the office has like six months of time cards that don't have stop dates on them. So they got a warning for me not putting a stop time on my time card because you can't 
there's no stop time, they can't say if I'm legal or not. So they can't write a ticket for being over, but they can't tell them that they're good because I'm under, obviously. And they're like, well, he's on salary, so he's not even paid by the hour. The fucker just probably doesn't care. And he's like, well, you better get him to start caring because we want to make sure that we're... Uh, I also had two files in that office. I had my morning time cards and my nighttime time cards. <laughs> Again, when I worked at Corcoran's, we'd have uh, trucks come in and I do a service and I got to fill out the service paperwork and put the mileage and the date and stuff. And one of the guys just joking. He's like, hey, don't fill that out yet. I'm still supposed to be in Omaha. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean you're supposed to be in Omaha still? He's like, yeah. I'm not I'm not here yet. <laughs> All right, whatever. Been there, done that. Well, I had, I had that guy that I fucking ran out of hours in Bozeman. And and I don't know what the PC laws were, but I talked to the safety manager. And he's like, technically, if you want to drive home under your own volition, you're technically personal conveyance because we're not paying you, you're not being compensated, whatever, you know. I was like, sure. So I fucking head home, get here, and the... Boss texts me and goes, so you made it home, huh? I was like, yeah, it's like one in the morning. I'm going to sleep in tomorrow. And what time would you be at work tomorrow? I was like, probably like nine or eight. And he goes, okay, yeah, we'll see you then. Text me at 6.30. So I was thinking you technically can't claim on the clock because you're not supposed to be here until nine or ten. Can you come to work for free until your clock would normally start? I was like, yep, I'm on my way. Turned my phone off, rolled back over, went to sleep. Got up and happened to make it in at 10 o'clock because rush hour is fucking... Pretty bad that morning. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't work for free ever. No. Pay me. Oh god. Got uh at Nelson's we uh back to the whole truck thing when you clean them out. We had a guy he had a disorder. A disorder? <laughs> uh, Some of these guys are pee jugs, they need to get their kidneys checked. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see me and hey, Brian's PJs. Some of that shit looks like that monster right there. Oh no, it was like brown. <laughs> Mine's like neon green. Like it glows in the dark. <laughs> but uh, no, he had uh, uh, skin something or another. Leechomathiasis. <laughs> some, some flaky shit. And uh, that fucker went, that truck went to the fucking detail shop. And it was there for. I don't even know. A couple days. Like, they started on it. It was there for a couple days. <laughs> and it came back, and you still, like, couldn't get in it because it smelled so bad. Oh, my <sighs> God. It was awful. And it was, like, brand new. It was, like, a 2012. Jesus. Or something like that. Yeah, but then you'd have guys. We had a guy that um, he had his driving slippers. Mm-hmm. And that cab was fucking impeccable. Spotless. Yeah, BJ. Mm-hmm. When I'd have to work on it, he had fucking Stevo. He had he had uh, uh, surgical booties that I yep. put on my boots to like just pull his truck in. And it, dude, if I left a footprint on his fucking clutch pedal, I'd like wipe it off and shit. <laughs> a guy I used to haul cows with had a towel went mm-hmm. around all three pedals. He put his slippers on when he got in his truck. His shoes were. Underneath of his steps, like that, that truck inside is immaculate. Yeah, yeah. His trailer's the same way. After every load, it's washed out. Every light works. Every there's nothing wrong with it at all. And then he got pig pens. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a guy that like he fucking hauled cows, and his truck was always nice, cleaned it, all the you know windows polished, fucking everything was shiny. And then he gets in my fucking truck to move it, 
with his hands covered in fucking diesel on his gloves. Doesn't take his gloves off. I get in my truck and it's dripping diesel off the steering wheel. Not his house. Hey, I fucking got out and I started yelling. People are like, what's wrong? It's like, no, it's not even, not even going to fuck with it. You have the same respect for somebody else's truck as you do for your own. When I had a guy ask me the other day, because I'm in a truck that isn't the one I normally drive. So it's different. It's got a different name on the door. And he's like, hey, uh, whose name is that? I was like, another person's. Obviously not fucking mine. You know me. And he's like, well, why would you put their name on the door? I said, respect. If you put someone's name on the door, it makes them feel good. Uh-huh. And if they feel good about driving it, they fucking want to drive it more and they want to make it look nice. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not the cleanest person. You look at the Muffin Man truck, hey, fucking immaculate. He's got little chrome caps on his lug nuts. and He's got a garbage can. I, I, I don't have room for one. <laughs> thing is, I lost my one. Someone fucking stole it. Well, you don't need a garbage can. All you do is take a sawzall. Cut, cut a, a chunk. <laughs> you can poop. You can pee. Right on top of that transmission. If you're lucky, you can get it to hit the drive shaft and sling it everywhere. And yeah, guess so, who's got to work on it? So next, nope. time, <laughs> so next time I call you to work on my stuff and there's a shit-covered tranny, you're, gonna, you're okay with that? Just, oh, Absolutely. <laughs> You want to know the price per hour, but absolutely. I'm a whore. I'll do anything for money. For a while, you didn't even have to cut a hole in my floor. You just fucking just move the rubber boot a little bit out of the way. And fucking... It's good to go. Get a catheter in, just put it down. No, I heard those hurt. I don't want one of those. Well, you got to get the you got to get the right person to put it in. And to get him to use a numbing gel. I'm not going to lie to you. I actually pissed on someone's steering wheel one time. <laughs> What, you couldn't get it out of your pants? or No, they didn't. Fucking, we were going to pick up a truck for somebody, and they fucking didn't want to stop. And I'm not going to lie, I get bored. I drink a lot of shit in the truck. I usually have to piss a lot. I'm like, it, it's getting better now because I don't drink as much. But they, uh, you know, like, hey, I gotta, I'm going to take a piss. No, we can't stop. we got to keep going. I was like, I'm going to take a piss. I'm like, you got like a can or something, don't you? It's like, I do, and I don't want another circumcision because I heard you can't get two. Fucking, hey, I, was like, I can't lose anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess we're going to try this. Fucking pop the top on a can. Fucking hit a bump. And I was like, done. I pulled over. Fucking pulled over, threw the can off, and grabbed my wipes and wiped some shit off, put some gloves on. And it's like, don't tell anybody. <laughs> In Germany, I was dumb. I was a young private. Prostitution's legal over there. <laughs> but I never went. And I was engaged with my wife when I was over there. And so the the groundwater is so fucked from World War II that you don't you can't drink the water on the economy. I didn't know that, so I was drinking the water. And as a young private, you know, eighteen years old, I go to sitcom. I'm like, hey, it burns when I pee. <laughs> They're like that line. So I get in there, I get orders, fucking get my bore punched, and didn't think nothing of it. A couple weeks later, come back, hey, it burns when I pee. Fucking get in that line. Get, I got my boar punched like six or seven times before their final. I was like, "Hey, he's got UTIs. Stop punching his boar." And it was it was not an enjoyable event at all. Speaking of that, speaking of fixing shit, Josh has a great story about skating in a museum. Oh, so this was uh, two thousand six. I was about to get out. Um, I had six. Six months left on my contract. Got back from Iraq in 04. This is like 05.5. And <laughs> I, I I failed a PT test. Like, first time ever that I failed a PT test. I couldn't fucking run. My lung function was shit. 
failed one and immediately they're like, okay, you're taking it again tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, like it's going to fucking improve. <laughs> so I take it again and I fucking fail. And I'm like, all right, you got to go see the commander. So I go see the commander. I'm like, hey, we're going to chapter you out. I was like, hey, I got six months left on my contract. Just let me go out. You know, fucking hide me. Do whatever you need to me. I just want to be done on my own terms. I don't want to get chaptered out. You know, medical doubt. It's still an honorable discharge, but I just don't want to do it. And so he's like, okay, cool. There's a guy who was over in Iraq with. And the first sergeant was the same guy who was over in Iraq with. He's like, cool, we'll just fucking hide you. It's like, all right. So they put me on details and shit and just fucking hoard me out. I just called first sergeant in the morning for accountability. And then we're getting uh, first infantry division, two or three star generals fucking coming in and they're doing a change of command, horse and pony show. The Marine will tell you about you put all your pretty shit on and fucking stand in the sun for four hours and pass the fuck out. It's horrible. We hated it. Every law enlisted person fucking hates a change of command ceremony. We don't give a shit about you. You don't give a shit about us. So they uh, hoard me out to the fucking uh, the museum on Fort Riley. And I'm down there doing shit. And I come back. I'm like, hey, I, they have equipment down there. And I can get it running. And then we can use it for the change of command. And these guys are like, I'll want to get up all on the fucking two-star dick. Like, <laughs> fucking cups of balls. <laughs> so the CO tells the fucking battalion commander. Battalion commander's like, that's an awesome idea. So he tells the brigade commander. Brigade commander's like, oh, my God, yes, that would be awesome if we could facilitate this for the two-star general. So like, <laughs> <laughs> now, mind you, Josh is a kid in class. The teacher loved... So he got away with dumb shit. Oh, dude. But he also, they loved enough that he could bring his friends. Oh, yeah. I fucking brought everybody in. There's a thing called E4 Mafia. It's uh, E4 and below, Corporal and below. And I was the president of that. Like, I was the, I was the, I was the final boss in the E4 Mafia. It was, like, I was the fucking capo telling people what to do. And... So we go down there, and I, like, inventory all this shit, and we had, you know, half tracks, fucking uh, Jeep, shit like that. So I come back, and I tell the commander, I'm like, hey, I got this stuff, and we can get it going. He's like, all right, what do you need? I'm like, all right, cool. So I tell him what I need. I'm like, oh, I need Murray to help me. I'm like, yep, take whatever you need. Because now they've told a two-star general that they can facilitate this, so they're on the fucking hook to make this happen. <laughs> so I'm going to bleed them dry. <laughs> so I get Murray and we go down there and we fucking get everything running in like two days. Like fucking perfect. And it was funny because the old man that was in charge of the, the museum was already pretty much running. So we go back and we're like, hey, change of command is in six weeks. It's going to take us three to four weeks to get this shit done. So we're like, okay, you don't have to come to Fort Worth anymore. You don't have to do this anymore. This is your mission, okay? You call first sergeant, accountability. Pick up Murray. You go down there. That's your sole mission. I was like, cool. Got it. So we get done. So we go down there, and we just, like, fuck off. Like, the whole time. <laughs> and we uh, we told him, we're, we're trying to push our luck here. And we got checked twice by Chief. One time, we're like, hey, we need this part. And the only person that has it is the museum in Fort Knox, Kentucky. We need to go there and get it. Like, okay, cool. So they asked Chief, and they're like, yeah, they said they need a, it's like lead additive for the engines because the valve seats were too soft from the 1940s motors that they still run lead in the gas. And I told them that, and they're like, yeah, cool, do whatever. 
So we ended up going down there for, you know, four days with a fucking government impact card and just having fun. No and limit. No. <laughs> it was a black Amex that just said U.S. government on it and nobody's name. <laughs> they didn't question us. So we go to Hooters because we're hungry. And they have to sign off on all of my expenditures. Expenditures. So they get this bill for like eighty dollars to Hooters. We didn't buy any alcohol because that was illegal. We just bought a shit ton of wings <coughs> and left a really good tip. And so we come back and they're like, "Well, what are you guys going to Hooters for?" It's like, "Well, we needed the food and everything like that." They have to pay us because if they don't, I'm going to go down to the first ID people and be like, "Hey, you know, I can't do this because I got in trouble." So it gets time, and we're like, hey, we need to find people to drive these things. And we're like, okay, what do you need? I was like, well, I need me, I need Murray, I need Dave, I need Barrett, I need Hoyland. I'm like, okay, cool. So I was like, okay, I got to do a little driver's training. I'm like, all right. So we go down there, and it took us like 45 minutes to figure out how to drive these things. We're just driving around. All of Josh's friends are stuck doing stuff. I'm like, how do we join you? And Josh goes, <laughs> you don't. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> hold, hold my beer. I'll be right back. It gets better. <laughs> So we end up driving one of the Jeeps back to the fucking battalion to, like, show that we've actually accomplished something. And I was like, hey, they have a tank. I'm like, what? It's like, they have, like, an old 40 Sherman tank, you know. We probably get that going. It's like, all right, cool. I was like, hey, but we're going to need somebody to drive it. Or we're going to need the 88 Mike's truck drivers to pick it up and take it to the parade field. Like, all right, cool. So I go and get my 88 Mike buddy done. It's like, hey, you want to fucking transport a tank? He's like, yeah. So he gets his truck, and he goes down to the museum, and we get it up there, and we fucking take it to the parade field. And that one gets squashed because they were worried about the grass. It was going to fuck up the grass because it didn't have uh, rubber tracks on it. It was all metal. So he didn't get to do that one, which he was bummed because we're going to let him drive that one. <laughs> so the day of the the uh, thing comes up, and we're like, okay, we got everything going. I have this idea. They're like, okay, what do you got? I was like, well, the incoming two-star and the outgoing two-star can each have their own half-tracks. They're like, okay, we like this. <laughs> but then the sergeant majors can each have their own Willie's Jeep. They're like, okay, we're liking this. <laughs> and they have these things called mechanical mules, like little ATV things. They have a 105-millimeter recorder's rifle on them. Like we take, we have three of those. Two of them, we take the recoilless rifle off, and then we put their their battalion or division colors on there for everybody, and then we'll be just driving right behind them, and they'll all be flapping, and it'll just be pretty, and they're like, oh, we like that. I was like, no. <laughs> and the last one, we'll just have a regular recoilless rifle on it, okay, and we'll have the general's flag on it. That'll be the last one. They're like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. So I've got two, four, five, six, seven. I have seven vehicles I need to find drivers for now. <laughs> so I go back, and we've got, like, five of us. I'm like, hey, who else wants to go? And everybody's like, ooh, ooh, pick me, pick me. So I ended up getting a couple more of my buddies, and we go down there for driver's training. <laughs> Josh got the one guy. He's like, hey, pick me. And Josh goes, you're a fuck. I'm oh, dude, picking fuck you. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but we get that down in there. I'm like, okay, we need to do rehearsals now. None of us have been to PT or our company area in six fucking weeks. <laughs> and we go down there and we're doing rehearsals and stuff, and they check on us to make sure we're doing stuff. And 
it all looks fun and stuff. And I asked my wife, I was like, hey, you want to come watch? And they're like, okay. So I have her, like, sitting off to the side. And I just drive up and do my thing. And I drop the guy off. And they were in period, they were period clothes. And we wanted to put guns on everything. So we went to the, the, uh, the museum and they had weapons. So I got my armor buddy, Emery. I was like, hey, you want to come down to the, come down to the, uh, the museum with us and like go through and PMCs these weapons and make sure they work? And he's like, fuck yeah, he was a big old gun nut. You know, 50 cals and cool and shit. But then we brought out the Thompson submachine guns. He's like, I have never fucked with one of these. I was like, right? <laughs> and then we bring out the BARs, the Browning Automatic mm-hmm. Rifles. And he's like, this is fucking awesome. So he did that for like, I don't know, a week or so. And then it was it was awesome because we got them we got them invested in the idea of having period clothing like all of the from World War One to present time each you know company or whatever was wearing something else and the division commander was just big old fucking hard on he's like yes <laughs> I'm awesome and you all will bend to my will at, at whatever Josh needs you're bending to Josh's will whatever oh Josh. dude. <laughs> That's what it was. We just did dumb shit like that. And, <laughs> yeah. and it went off without a hitch. And it was funny because we got done with it. And then there would be like, a, you know, first AD would be like, hey, we need you to come and show us how to drive these vehicles. Like, why? Well, we're doing a change of command for the battalion and we want to do the same thing. I was like, all right, you know, whatever. Call up first ID to get permission. And there's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean no? It's like, no, it can't be cooler than the one that we did. I was like, okay. <laughs> it was all status bullshit. And it, it got to the point where if somebody was going to do a change of command, it was me or one of my buddies was going to drive the vehicle for it. And that's what I did for six months. And then I did uh, uh, prisoner transport. Took a lot of guys to jail. That was awesome. From taking people to jail to expelling kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm a, a school board member. <laughs> He's like the school board leader. No one's no, gonna tell. No one's no. gonna tell him no. No, I'm not the leader. God no. Three years can't come soon enough. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the level of dumb shit that you guys paid for as taxpayers. <laughs> I don't even mind though. Like that story, like it's fucking worth it. I don't even care. Yeah, it was funny because my wife came to the change of command. She's like, "What do you do?" I was like, "I don't really do anything. I'm just kind of orchestrating the vehicles." Josh, like, well, you see, we've been fucking around for five and a half weeks now. We're hoping to get six or seven. We're we're, we're working our way up. Oh yeah, it got to the point where you know you get a change of command and be like, yeah, I need to go down there and check the vehicles. And when I left, there was some other guy from First ID. I like passed the E four baton on. And it was like <laughs> I told him the bullshit we were pulling. He was like, "Fucking nice, <laughs> I can do this." He's like, "Hey man, you have a lot of people are gonna hate you. So here's here's our rule book. Oh yeah, I've got it hardcover for you." Oh, you're you're gonna come down and meet Joe down at the fucking uh, the museum, and he's gonna give you a key. I had a key to the museum, dude. Like <laughs> security was so laxed back then. <laughs> I was really trying to think of a way to like just get one and just drive it off post and see if the army would ship it for me as a personal vehicle. <laughs> I don't have enough balls though. I got scared. The one guy's still in the arms room, naked, just rolling around in Thompson machine guns. <laughs> Someone rolls in, change of command. He's like, here's what you can have. Oh, dude. The rest is mine. Some of these weapons we'd never seen before. Like, we didn't fuck with Tommy guns. And, like, the BAR, 
from like World War II <laughs> that actually was in World War II and yeah. 30 cals that were water-cooled. We put that thing together, and that two-star general, we had... We had an out. I. He's like, you're not doing anything. <laughs> Barrett got it. Got orders to Korea, like Department of the Army. Hey, you're going to Korea because when you're in Kansas, it's the KKK tour. Korea, Kansas, Korea, Kansas, Korea, Kansas, Korea. It's the only fucking place he went was South Korea. <laughs> Sucked. And so he gets orders, and he's like, "Fuck, I got go, I got orders to Korea." I was like, "Why don't you, why don't you call down their division and see if they'll fucking squash that shit?" And he called down there. Like, some colonel, he's like, yeah, I got orders to Korea, so I won't be able to do this for you guys anymore. And they're like, oh, no shit. Would you like to stay? Yeah, I would, I would love to stay here. And he got fucking orders squashed from the Pentagon. Just <laughs> fucking Jimmy's in the background. What do you mean I'm going to Korea? Oh, yeah, some poor fuckers. <laughs> other dumb son of a bitch got those orders. I was told if I didn't say anything and kept my mouth shut, like, no, you should have fucked around more. <laughs> oh, dude. You should have you should have developed yourself into a way that you could have fucked around more. Should have went to the museum. <laughs> well, it was just one of those epiphanies we had. Like, oh my god, this is working. And then as more as we got into it, it was like, fuck, we're in this deep. We have to pull this off. <laughs> and we were just kind of like pushing. How far can we get a? We need to become airborne certified. So we all have to go to airborne school and jump out of an airplane for three weeks. Like, what do you need that for? Like, well, we want to airdrop all of the equipment out of the back. Of a transport plane and land it. I saw a C-47 in the museum. I bet I can get it going. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Dave can drive it. <laughs> You're like, it's got to be piloted. You're like, no, not if we don't go too fast. It'll yeah. just roll around on the ground. Dave says he can do it. And he rebuilt a fucking Trans Am motor in his garage or in his <laughs> living room. So I'm sure it's fine. Some guy comes running in and Josh like, so what skills do you have? And he goes, Sure. Josh's like, you're in. He's like, I, I hate it here. This that. place sucks. I need some, I need some duct Done. tape. I need some ice cubes. And I need some toothpicks. He's like, well, I, I still owe the Snap-on guy a bunch of money. And Josh goes, God damn it, you're in. Get in here. Oh, Snap-on guy. Fuck no. <laughs> when we got back from Iraq. Sears, though. Sears. Oh, no. All of our shit was Snap-on. Oh. Army. Everything. The best of the best. It was beautiful. All of my big sockets on my service truck, courtesy of the U.S. Army. <laughs> they were all field lost. <laughs> Tactically acquired. We got new ones, and we had to get rid of the old ones. So it's one of those kind of things. Yes. So we had to physically get rid of the old one. We were, like, missing one <coughs> socket. So he's like, it's incomplete. Can't order one socket for $27. We got to order the entire set for four grand." And my sockets go up to, like, four and a half inch, two inch drive. They're big. And the deal was we had to throw them in the scrap metal bin. They had to hit the bottom. And then I threw them back up. <laughs> so if anybody asked, they did they yes. in the bin. Josh is huddled in the scrap bin. <laughs> throw it in. Come on, throw it in. Chief Morvec gave us very explicit instructions. And he walked past me and Dave doing this. He's like, what are you doing? Uh, we're getting rid of that stuff. He's like, what's that pile for? That's already been in the bottom of the bin. It's already Whatever. been to the bottom of the bin. <laughs> Josh is in there waiting. It didn't like it. It told us it wanted out. He's, he sees he the loader. Josh found a journalist just so they could record, making sure they hit the bottom and come back out. Josh is sitting there, and someone's got a Humvee on fucking force. He goes, too big, too big. Take it back. Do you know how many guys had eight lug trucks running Humvee run flat tires? All of Bead them. locks? Super swampers. Every fucking one of them. It's all of them. You could tell who the mechanics were. Because <laughs> like, eight lug, Chevy. 
Humvee didn't matter. Just fucking right on. We found the NSN for that shit. So you got the one guys that got out of boot camp and went and bought Dodge Chargers. Oh yeah. And then you got the mechanics that are rolling around in big ass pickups with fucking Humvee wheels. We go to the boneyard and we get those Dana forty fours and fourteen bolts or Dana sixties and fourteen bolts. Yeah. yeah, we'd go to the boneyard with our wrecker and we'd pull the axles to put them on a Humvee that has IFS independent front and rear suspension. And it's a solid axle. They like never caught on, and we're like loading it in the back of Dave's truck. <laughs> Josh got one slung over his shoulder, dude. Yeah, like the rule on the military base is whatever you can walk out with. So, oh yeah, it's, Josh, like, those, it's like those junkyards. Like, yeah, if you can, if you can walk seventy five bucks, if you can get make it a hundred feet. Josh is over there with with the harness on, hooked to the front of the wrecker, puts it in granny, gets out, and puts the harness on. He's like, I'm doing it. I'm fucking walking out of here with it. <laughs> It, we well, we found out about that. We didn't know about the junkyard how on you, post. How would you not know about the junkyard? We didn't know it existed because that would like you didn't go to like other places. You didn't just like wander around post because then people would like ask know. you. Yeah. Oh, what, what are you doing? So you didn't have a Brian. No, because he, he rolls in there. They open. He's like, puts his nose in the air, takes a couple sniffs, <laughs> and he goes fifty feet that way. I bet behind that fence, there's an old Duramax just sitting back there. We had a deadline truck and it had been down for like six months, and it looks bad on the on the equipment blotter that something's been dead that long. So chief told us like, Hey, go to the boneyard. Okay. What is this boneyard you speak of? So I guess down by the star building. I'm like, okay. So we go down there and our POVs and he's like, you can't come in here unless you have military vehicles. I was like, fucking okay. And like chief gave us a slip and showed us how to fill it out. So we went back and got our wrecker and drove <laughs> in there with the, the, the slip that chief gave us. And we started pulling parts. We got the, the thing back up. So after that, it was like, okay, after we knew how to fill out the ticket, <laughs> we just started going there. Was this after Iraq? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you guys like roll in there and you're like, God, this is like being, this is like being back overseas. Like, I can just grab whatever I want. Oh, dude. <laughs> that guy just walk inside? Let's go. <laughs> it was all, it was all government contractors there. So they didn't give a shit. <laughs> Even the guys back in the States were making like 60, 80 grand a year in 2005, six. That was good money in Kansas. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was like good money. And they didn't give a shit. You had a little piece of paper with a stamp and a signature on it. They didn't give a shit. Who like, stamped okay. it and signed it? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Chief really needs to lock his office better. <laughs> but yeah, that was... But I mean, I mean if, you, if you guys didn't rehome all these poor... Worthless vehicle parts. Oh, then they just get scrapped. And it's a waste. Well, and how long until they scrap it? I mean, it, it would have sit there and rotted and lost. <laughs> they had shit from Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really get rid of much. Like, so why is that tank on the back of your your record? Josh's like, it's got to get it running. You know, Orders, man. Orders. Orders. It's going straight to the museum. <laughs> straight. <laughs> They're like, hold on. Is, what's, what's that blue Western star doing over there? Oh, nothing. Just look away. Just look away. <laughs> we had uh, our... Uh, Maintenance Christmas party, like balls and stuff. So we did. We did balls. And our we had like four <laughs> grand in the fund. And we're like, that is not going to work very good. So one of my cohorts was like, I saw a lot of 113A3 exterior fuel tanks down at the boneyard. I was like, yeah, so did I. He goes, they're pure aluminum and they weigh about 600 pounds. <laughs> I was like, wrecker, go get done. <laughs> so we got done, got the wrecker, got... And drove it down there, and we picked up a bunch of them. We drove it in a military vehicle out of the front gate to the recycling center. <laughs> Didn't even bat an eye. 
No one cared. Nope. <laughs> Gave us cash, and we drove back on. That's and those awesome. things were gone within a day, I'm sure. <laughs> Fucking cut up, no evidence. God, that sounds like me. I had to recycle, uh, well, they wanted to bury a bunch of railroad track. And mm-hmm. it was like low grade because it was a side spur, private side spur. Like, yeah, we just bury it every time. I'm like, fuck it, dude. This is a lot of steel. So I cut it up, take an excavator, load it on the trailer, get it all nice and fucking haul it down there. And they scale me, take me to the back. They unload me. I get in the office. And, yeah, you know we're not allowed to accept that, right? I said, well, you took it off the fucking trailer, so you've accepted it at this point. She goes, yeah, but we can't give you full price because we're not allowed to take it. I'm like, then why the fuck did you take it? She goes, well, it's it's not uh, BNSF. It's not their railroad track. It's someone else, and you have a good story, so... We'll give you like four cents a pound. I'm like, it's supposed to be like a dollar a pound or whatever it came out to be. And she's like, yeah, do you want the money or we're just going to keep it and we can call the cops? I'm like, I guess I'll take the four cents a pound. Thank you. Yeah, let's see where ethics ends about right. four cents a pound. <laughs> right. God, <coughs> you guys did a lot of tacti- tactically acquiring, didn't you? Oh, that's how you survive. <laughs> <laughs> Every unit has a budget in it. It's a shoestring budget. And any way you can save money. You do it, whether it's acquiring somebody else's gear <laughs> or, you know, whatever it is by chance, you did it. Right. Because you keep your cost down and the commanders don't care. They're like, oh, wow, we met mission goals and we still have money left to send people to schools and ranges and everything like that. Because it's just like a business. You know, First ID still had to pay somebody for ammo. Right. We came out of our budget. You know, you got guys that are going to ranger school or airborne school or air assault school. It's all got to come out somewhere. And if we could, you know, save 20 grand by stealing somebody else's shit, we did it. Fucking Marines come out and they're like, where did we get all this jungle camo from? I thought we had sand camo. And Josh like, saved us a million dollars by swapping all of our shit to Marine camo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he broke the camera. I'm not going to look as good now. Oh, it still works. Perfect. Well, it's just like uh, I told you a story once about the amount of money that was in Iraq. Yes. It was. And they didn't fuck around about it. No. Well, two different sides. I mean, but they had a like a shipping container, didn't they? With fucking. Yeah, that was that was a shipping container full of cash. That was people who didn't exist. Okay. Alphabet agencies, shit like that. That was when I was contracting. But in 03 and 04, we went over there. We would just, you know, the lieutenant used to pay for all my mistakes. <laughs> Double bag of cash. just fucking. Yeah. He, dude, we would bring the equipment. Like, I ran over a car. We'd have to bring the car back so he could prove that he spent X amount of dollars on the car. Well, we had a guy, I think it was Bravo or Charlie Company's CO that had a duffel bag full of cash. And he got busted by CID, criminal, it's like NCIS for the Army. And he was sending, like, $300 home on like in uh happy birthday cards but he was sending like one card a day <laughs> and how many it, fucking birthdays you got there bud in a war zone all of our all of our mail coming in and going out was screened for sensitive stuff you know we're not supposed to talk about locations shit like that well his wasn't done his wasn't screened because he was the co so he he didn't have anybody hired him that looked at his mail. Everybody else was too busy. But his still went through the x-ray when it left through the military postal service. And when you x-ray it, you could still see the 
the little things in the hundred dollar bills. The serial numbers. No, the uh, strips. strips. Mm. Yeah, you can see the strips in the X rays. And somebody was like, "Oh, this guy's sending a lot of money back." <laughs> and they did an audit, and his books were so fucked up. <laughs> and they arrested him at the QRF desk. QRF desk. I mean, hooked him up, took him out. And nobody spoke of him again. He just disappeared. Last I heard, it was in Leavenworth. Goddamn. But on the other side of it, in the the uh, contracting side, I contracted. I got out because the army didn't want me anymore in 06. And I had a contract. I was on a contract by, I got out in July. By September, I was a private contractor. And I was recruited by one company to work for another company. But I actually worked for another company. And I was paid by another company. <laughs> it was so convoluted. This was the, this was the start of your just don't ask questions. Oh yeah, you don't ask questions, dude. It fucking, I was hired by Halliburton to work for KBR, and I was paid by SEII Service Employees and International Incorporated, has a PO box in the Bahamas. <laughs> so I get over there, and there was just so much cash floating around. Sorry, my daughter just got a. Twerp date. Oh, God. You're in that stage? Yeah. You're scary coming. enough. Yeah. <laughs> last thing, last thing someone needs to worry about is you coming after him. Honey, get my shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> Josh, so he's like, you know Dave? No, I don't know Dave. He's like, neither do I, but you will. You'll find him, and then we'll never see from you again. It's perfect. But on the contractor side of it, I was a pogue again. I was just a mechanic. I wasn't a trigger puller because trigger pulls made all the good money. But they would have, they had a 53 foot Connex that they wanted me to unload, but they would not tell me what's inside of it. I was in charge of MHE, material handling equipment, cranes, forklifts, wretches, shit like that. The wretch couldn't pick this up. <laughs> like, it couldn't do it. It was a big cr- container yeah. forklift. They couldn't pick it up. It's like, what's in it? It's like, well, I can't tell you. Like, how much does it weigh? They're like, well, I don't know. I was like, is it fluid? Can you tell me that? Yeah, it's not a fluid. I was like, all right. Is it a solid? <laughs> yes. Like, okay, because I was worried about, you know, picking up a fluid and it shifting and... Right. Or like something inside moving and... Yeah, the, yeah. you know, 200-ton crane falls over, which yeah. is a bad deal. And come to find out that it was floor-to-ceiling palletized $100 bills, 53 feet. It was like a couple of a billion dollars just chilling. I need one of those. Yeah. <laughs> But we took that off and we set it down in the shop and like it was guarded and I was like, holy fuck. That was like the first time I've seen a mass quantity of cash and I didn't ask what it was for. Just I didn't care. That was, I was, uh, I was a supervisor by that point and I was like, I don't want to fucking know. I don't <laughs> at all. Just don't ask questions. You go missing. Oh, yeah, dude. It disappeared to me quicker than shit. I had an accident. Right. right. Hawaiian shirt, Dave. <laughs> you say that. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> Josh, like, you're going to get my ass in trouble. This is, we had, we had, every agency that you can think of was in Iraq. Right. I mean, FBI, the U.S. Marshal Service, love those guys. Shout out to them. They had these things called Rhino Runners. You should look those up. 
And that's the thing that transported Saddam from his jail cell to the Iraqi courts and back while he was on trial. And that's what took him when they hung him. When they hung him, I got to see the U.S. Marshals. Because when they hung him, there was a white sheet. And then he dropped down because it was televised. And they couldn't, like, show him strangling. But the Marshals had the video behind the sheet to prove that we actually killed him. So when the Marshals came through, they were like, yeah. Iveco Rhino Runner. I-V-E-C-O. <laughs> we got a lot of rhino running rhinos. Iveco. Right there, down on the right. This thing? Yep. The toughest bus? Yeah. Oh, come on. Uh, the black ones were the U.S. Marshal Service. That's the tan ones, yeah. But uh, there's a picture in there of... Uh, who was it? The Secretary of Defense at the time. And he came through and got hit by an IED, and it didn't even budget. I think it was just a giant... Go down on the right a little bit more. Can we get more pictures down there? Oh, there's a black one. Oh, yeah, one. there's the black one. That's the U- U.S. Marshals. They're uh, somewhere in Denver. They ship those back. Wow. So if you see that thing, it's uh, you're having a bad fucking day. <laughs> They're coming to get you. They're not fucking around. What the rumor was was that that's what was used to transport El Chapo. Really? Yep. Have yeah, it was just an RV on steroids. Have you seen the movie War Dogs? Yes. Yeah, so do you know the scene where they, they finally make the delivery? Yeah, the triangle of death. Yep, and they go to the counter, and they, you know, fill out, they sign the paperwork. Yeah. They turn around, they open the doors and the canister, and it's fucking stacks of hundreds. Yeah, cash. Yeah. Cash cage. It's fucking... Yeah, that, that is an like accurate real. representation. Everything was done by cash. Every, I mean, because you'd have a duffel bag of cash, and you'd go and talk to these warlords. I mean... <sighs> <laughs> community members... <laughs> High up community members. Yes, yes. Chiefs, <laughs> leaders, whatever you want to call them. And you'd pay for information. Right. And the only way you could do was $100 bills because their currency was absolute garbage. It was like a 1000 to 1. It was, everybody's like, I'm going to buy Iraqi currency and it's going to go up because they have so much oil. I was like, do not do that. Oh, they, everyone. It's still on Facebook that they're, you should be buying Iraqi currency no, because. No, don't. They change their currency like we change our underwear. <laughs> so just every day it's not worth Anything. No, it's not worth shit. I have some Iraqi currency because it has, like, Saddam's face on it. And it has, like, cool horses and whatnot. Cool horses. But that's not... Be like a collector's item. Like, someday... Yeah, it, it's value, a memento. Yeah. It's worth, like, you know, less than two cents. It's like a billion-dollar bill. Or in a few years, someone will be like, yeah, we can't find any of this money. And you're like, well... Well, when we changed currencies with them when I was contracting, and the uh, the the Federal Reserve actually printed all their money. Our Federal Reserve? Our Federal Reserve printed all of their Iraqi currency to stop uh, counterfeits. No. And it was C5 galaxies full of cash flowing over there. And they had like a six-week time frame when they would do a one-for-one exchange for the old currency for the new currency. Yeah. They did that like four times while I was there. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, they just changed out the bills. That's why the U.S. dollar was so powerful, powerful over there. U.S. dollar was powerful in Dubai, too. I mean, I guess we'll transition into the hookers. Yeah, let's do it. I, you knew I was, you saw my face. Yeah. You knew what I was. Josh is easy because he just, like, doesn't, he just knows how to transition. So when I was working over there contracting, um, <clears throat> I worked seven twelves for, my first time was, like, 12 months straight. I didn't take a day off. I worked seven twelves because the only thing you do is you eat, you sleep, you shit, you work. 
I didn't cook my own food. I didn't even clean my own room. <laughs> I paid 20 bucks to some little Iraqi girl to come in and clean my room. Done. She did it twice a week for 20 bucks. Best money I ever spent. I didn't drop. I didn't do my own laundry. I dropped it off at the laundry facility. At Iraqis clean my underwear. I tell them extra starch. They starch my underwear. The only thing I was there for, it was working. That's it. I didn't. It, it's amazing. I loved it. How is starchy underwear really comfortable, though? Oh, it's not. Oh. You just, just because? Yeah. It was a box I could check. <laughs> and I was like, what's this one? Checks it. Like, oh, that's where we throw everything away. Oh, yeah, that happened, too. <laughs> where the hell's my bag? But we go through there, and the only thing I did was I worked. I, I woke up in the morning. I worked seven twelves. I slept. I had satellite TV for, like, the BBC, and I got all of those channels and stuff. And when I was done, because to stay out of taxes, I had to be out of the country for 335 days out of the year. So I couldn't go back to the States for more than 30 days. So the first time I did it, at 12 months. And I went through, we went through Dubai. I'd fly from um, Biop, Baghdad International Airport, to Dubai. Dubai, usually to like Minneapolis, Minneapolis to Billings. Hmm. And you got to Dubai, and the company had a hotel. But it was like a Motel 6. Not great. A lot of hookers. <laughs> it was, dude, I'm dealing with dumb shit. I'm just trying to get some souvenirs for my wife and kid get on the plane, enjoy a beer, because we were dry while we were in country. Right. We were general order number one. And we drink a lot, and we get on the plane, usually miss the plane, and we have to get on the next plane. And so I don't remember whose idea it was, but we started hiring hookers to get us from point A to point B. So the next time I went, I went like nine or six, six or nine months before I went out again, and I went with four other guys. There was five of us. And we got a deal. We're like, hey, you pay for the hotel room. You pay for the food. You pay for the booze. He pays for the transportation. I pay for the hooker. And when we got there, um, we called this hooker. And she'd pick us up from the airport. And she'd ask us, hey, what do you get in your wife? What do you get in your wife? What do you get in your wife? Like, oh, I want to get my wife a nice set of emerald earrings and necklace. Okay. Well, she knew the language. So she'd take us to the souks. And get us whatever we needed. But the reason why we got a hooker was, is none of the other hookers fucked with us. It was like hooker repellent. <laughs> they were very territorial. And so we'd go in there, and we'd go out to dinner, and there would be prostitutes walking up to us. And she'd be like, no, 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 yelling at them. Like, these are all mine. And they'd go away. These it, five are mine for tonight. It was lovely. It was absolutely <laughs> lovely. It was a lovely experience. We got... Um, just found out my wife's a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to break that to you, sir. It's all right. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but we got uh, we got arrested one time, and not you guys. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, well, we get we go. She'd make sure that we made our flights and stuff. We'd give her our flights. We'd give her our flights, and she'd made sure, like, okay, who are you flying? KLM you know, whatever, Delta. She'd make sure that we made it to our flight, made it through security, and got on our plane. She was our, she was essentially our fixer. Mm. And, uh... Grab me a drink. Jesus. Grab me a drink. And so, she would go through and be our fixer, 
And, you know, we'd go through, and uh, one of the guys I went with was Frank. He'd, you know, he'd go and get his stuff for his wife, kids, family. And she stayed with us in the hotel because we bought a nice hotel. Like, we were tired of sleeping with the... All of these prostitutes were, like, from South Sudan, Somalia, high HIV countries. Like, you don't even want to, like, be part of it. Hmm. And... How much was this motel, you think? Oh, the hotel was... Four to five thousand dollars for two nights. Um, our bar tab would be four to five thousand um, dollars. Transportation, because we like bought a car pretty much for two days. We were only there for two days. Oh, and and we'd buy a car for two days, and it was you know a couple grand. Um, food was probably two to three thousand dollars. We wouldn't have steaks. Beef was very expensive in Dubai. Um, good beef, not like water buffalo or shit. <laughs> Um, and then the prostitute, the hooker would be like, you know, four, four to eight, depending. Right. Cause you know, you get more guys, more issue. She wouldn't, she'd like stay in the room with us. Right. She was like 24 hour protection. Yep. For- well, we got arrested that time or we didn't get arrested. We got shaken down and the cop comes up and he's like, Hey, I'm going to take you to jail. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So she comes up and she's talking to him. He's like, Hey. He wants like $30. And we're like, um, we only have hundreds. Can we take a hundred? So we gave him a hundred bucks and he like went away. It's like right. the first time I've ever had to deal with being shaken down before. <laughs> then we'd give her our return flight ticket information and she would meet us at immigration. And we'd show up and she'd be right at the little immigration table and she'd be like, tall, 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 like waving us through. We'd go to the front of the line and she'd talk to the immigration officer and he'd stamp our passport. And we were through immigration in like four minutes. <laughs> One guy's like, I might have something in my bag. And Josh's like, just don't say a word. And she's like, come on, quickly. Yep. Yeah, that's, dude, it was going through, we couldn't have any, any pork, anything. Like if it said pork or pork substitute or anything like that, don't fucking do it. It you you go to jail and I'm not going to jail in a Middle East country. It's horrible, especially for some pork. Yeah, I don't really give a fuck about bacon that much. No, they beat <laughs> the fuck out of you. But yeah, that's and we started doing that, and you know, we'd be at work for six months. They're like, "Hey, I'm gonna go in R and R and R." Like, cool. It's like, well, you bought the hooker last time, so now you're buying, you know. The transportation, which is going to be cheaper. You're buying the food, and we split the cost that way, so we had a nice time. We were busting our asses over there, seven twelves for six, seven, eight months at a time. We wanted to, thank you, we wanted to enjoy ourselves. You can't drink You can't drink water. Yeah, it's, it's, he only drinks zero water plus. Yeah, he's got standards. You thought you were picky? Have you met Brian? <laughs> it's the can. It's all. It's all mental. <coughs> it looks like Miller <coughs> Light or Guinness. Yeah. So if you're if you're wondering what we're drinking, it's called Liquid Death. It's a uh, canned water. It's fucking amazing. I don't know why. It actually, yeah, it's pretty good. It feeds an addiction of mine. Mm. But yeah, that was the that was the hooker. That's when I started, you know, buying people. Started buying people. <laughs> but we, we started doing that and we're like that was like the worst part of working over there you're making really good fucking money like really good money really good money <laughs> and 
He's like, I'm trying to talk myself out of going back. Oh, dude. <laughs> I have a magic number. <clears throat> Come on, Ukraine. Come on, Biden. I love Biden. He's doing a great job. <laughs> I saw those rockets hit Poland. I was like, fucking let's go. <laughs> I have a magic number. W- would they let you back in? Oh, yeah. Are you sure? You don't know who you're fucking talking to? When I left. Um, Do they have enough money to keep you out of jail if you go back? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, no, when he's working, he's fine. It's when he's not working. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. Um, when, when I left, um, I was there for like four years. And when I started there, I was a, I was a mechanic. Just straight up line mechanic. And then um, it's funny because working over there, my PTSD worked in my favor. It it was an asset, not a disability or a hindrance. Compared to here, nobody actually wants to kill me, but tell my brain that. Over there, people were actually trying to kill me, and I I excelled at my job. I went from being a mechanic to being a uh, foreman. To being a night shift supervisor, to being a day shift supervisor, to a field supervisor. I ran five maintenance facilities all throughout Iraq. And when I went to be a supervisor, um, my wife were like, hey, this is like year three or four, three, I think. And I was like, hey, I I think I'm done. I think I want to come home, like done with the contract. I made enough money. I'm coming home. Told my boss that, and he's like, hey, just wait. Don't go on R&R yet. I was like, all right, cool. So did that, and he's like, hey, we have this. Uh, we made a new maintenance position. It's called field supervisor. We're going to give it to you. You're going to run five facilities, take them over, get them back in compliance with the government, which was a fucking pain in the ass, and start doing the budgets and everything like that. I was like, cool, and he told me the number, and I was like, all right. So I called my wife, and I was like, hey, this is what they're offering. And she was like, okay, one more year. I was like, all right, one more year. And that's what I did. I came home, and then the last time I came home, and my wife was pregnant with my middle son, and I was like, hey, I'm done. I called back to Iraq, and I was like, hey, I'm done. He's like, hey, don't say anything yet. Don't don't send any emails. I'm going to see what I can do. Like, all right. And came back and he's like, Hey, here's the number. This is what I can do. You know, told my wife and she was like, No, we're done. I was like, All right. And I was fucking done. I called him, he's like, Well shit, can I put you on the recall roster? I was like, Yeah. So the next war that happens, I'm on the fucking recall roster. <laughs> and he knows my magic number. <laughs> You're like, So I'm out of uh, I'm out of war I'm out of time on this horse. The next one Yeah. Clock me in. Which it's there, we're just, you're just not, they're not there, right? No, it was just me. It was great because it was funny because this was uh, 08, 09, you know, like economy was booming. That other guy you were talking uh, last time, he was talking about getting a job in like 08 and 09 yeah. and then he like joined the Marines. Yeah. Dude, I couldn't get guys to get off the plane. We would spend ten to $15,000 going, sending people through Houston, getting them through medical you know, giving them like $5,000 advances on money they haven't even made yet, getting them plane tickets, shipping them over to Dubai. From du- Dubai's not bad. You go from Dubai to Iraq, and it's different. They would not get off the fucking airplane. I could not tell guys, hey, you're 22 years old. We're offering you six f- plus figures. 
and they just would not get off the fucking airplane. It's like, dude, you took a draw for five thousand dollars on money you didn't even make yet. Right. What they, they what, wouldn't. I they, mean, they wouldn't get off. But then what? They just fly back or send them back to the states. We had to send them to their point of origin. Like if I was in Iraq and I quit, they'd have to send me back to Billings, Montana. Really? They had to pay for it. But I mean, those guys, they took the draw, they signed the contract, but then they didn't want to get off the plane, so you just send them back? Yeah, it was a cost plus. You couldn't? We were on a cost plus contract. Oh. So everything we paid, we got, I think we only got like one or one or 2% return. My contract was like one point something billion dollars. Right. So a small return, but it's on a lot of fucking money. Volume is huge. <laughs> right. So, you know, 1% of a billion dollars is 100 million? Yeah. I'm yeah. not a money guy. So they made $100 million, and it wasn't even their money. Jesus, I think it's $10 million, but... Or $10 million or whatever yeah. it is. So, yeah, and that was one contract, and they had 15 or 20. So how does, like, the private, like, work, though? Because, I mean, if the big war is not... If they're not in the big war, then are they just running around all these little wars that are always going on, or...? What do you mean? Well, because, like, Iraq gets over... The private sector, what do they do in the downtime? It's still booming. Oh, like there's still, still contracts. Oh. Oh, yeah, dude. You can, in any place, the the U.S. government cannot operate without private contractors. Talk to, I mean, I wish that other guy would have came on. Because when I was in, we didn't have private contractors in 03 or 04. By 08, 9, 10, 11, 12 through 20, it's all private contractor. Their defects are private contractor. Their bus drivers are private contractors. Big Army doesn't do anything except go out there and blow shit up. And even then, it's there's contractors that do that. Right. And they pretty much start hiring everything out. Exactly. It's all because if a private contractor dies, they don't, or gets hurt, there's no workman's comp. Right. A military member like us gets hurt, you're paying me till I die. Yeah. From disability or whatever it is. So they like sign off liability, they sign off. Exactly. And if a private contractor does something, big army or big government can be like, well, we told him not to, but he went off on his own and did his own thing. So right. Unsanctioned or not our fault. <laughs> right. And that's what they did a lot of times is, you know, they'd scapegoat kind of, they give people contracts, be like, Hey, we need to do this thing. But, um, if you, if it goes South plausible deniability, we're going to hang you out to dry. Right. They would be compensated for that risk. The form of billions of dollars, <laughs> right? But that's the way it works. Like right now, you can go and get on any contract, and where there's a U.S. embassy, there's a contract. Baghdad is the largest embassy we have ever built, and they can't get enough people in there. But it's only paying like fucking hundred and eighty, two hundred thousand or something. That's way below my magic number. Only, <laughs> yeah. You have to. You have but I mean, to, you're looking at a lot of risks. So these guys are going over mm-hmm. there, and I mean, it's still a war zone there. Oh yeah, you couldn't you the, the 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 risk to reward for me is not very there because that entire place is unstable. Right. One, you're not gonna be able to get me out. I mean that's all thirteen hours, isn't it? That yeah. movie is about them not being able to get out. Yes. Yeah. And that there nobody's gonna come and get you. Right. So you're gonna have to um everybody that I knew that contracted had an E and E bag, escape and invasion bag, had passports, you know, a couple ten, twenty grand in cash. So that I could bribe my way to a friendly border to get the fuck out. And I could pay cash for a flight somewhere back to the States or back to a European Union or NATO country. Right. And once I get there, I can go to the embassy and I can get out that way. Because we always carried our passport on us. 
at any point in time, we would fucking leave. You mean done? Just gone? Yeah. Or if shit went south, we'd had the, the, the little blue passport that was magic would be what got us out of there. Right. And that's something that we did on a daily basis and we just was cognizant of was that we could do that. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> it was. It, you know, it wasn't bad. I was... This is 08, 09. Uh, my wife went in to get a loan for our house and they were like, no, no, we're not doing house loans. She was 22 at the time, I think. Maybe she was 25. I forget. She was young. And she had a, you know three-year-old two-year-old and they're like no we're not gonna give you that much money she took in my pay stubs and they're like yeah you're uh you're approved a half a million <laughs> it's like here you go how, how do you want that we don't need that much and that was the way it was i mean nobody would talk to her because she was a young kid we were we were doing very well for ourselves and like other people were like oh my god there's no jobs and i'm like i can't hire a motherfucker right people i cannot get people to get off the plane and you get guys that that first that first contract was the hardest. You get through that first contract, and you're like, "This isn't that bad." There was guys that were over there for eight to ten years, just making fucking bank. That's a long fucking time. Yeah, but I mean, it's still like how we are now, though. They're saying people they can't find employees, but it's like a back and forth thing. That is what you're doing worth it to the people, you know? The uh, the cheapest contract I ever saw was eighty six thousand dollars. What was that for? Um, he supervised people that went around and cleaned bathrooms. He was a janitor. He was an American. Supervisor janitor. <laughs> Supervisor. Yeah. He was an American. He drove a truck, had a bunch of LNs, local nationals in the back of his truck, and he drove around and he cleaned bathrooms throughout the green zone. Wow. For $86,000 a year. Mm. And he didn't do a fucking thing. Right. Just told people what to do. Yep. <laughs> what? Oh, we're just making fun of Tim. Oh. Well, we've been hearing, you've been telling us about the truck driver thing. and Oh, like, dude, the fucking truckers over there? Holy shit. Tell Those, me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> it was funny because they made him run logbooks and shit. <laughs> what was that going to do for him? Like, we had to follow DOT rules. But, but DOT for, like, the United States DOT yes. rules? Yes. That doesn't make any sense, though. No. You're not in the United States. And there wasn't a way station. <laughs> and the roads were iffy at best if they weren't mined or IED'd. I'll be the only guy cruising through the desert with chicken lights. Just <laughs> Josh is like, so we have a super head. It's got an M88 on the back. You think this fucker... No, 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 no. Contracts, we rode uh, commercial vehicles. No, I mean, like that thing, though, there's no way that would ever, like, you know, if you were to drive that, that would never meet any sort of weight spec. Oh, no. God, like, no. Not a DOT weight spec. No. You need the permits on that fucker? <laughs> I don't need no permits. <laughs> but, I mean, did you have, like, you had, like, were they Kenworths or? Ah. Uh -uh. mm. We had uh, Volvos. And Scania's. Uh, Scania's. Yeah. Iveco's. Iveco's. Mercedes. Ugh. No, dude, the Mercedes. The Mercedes, Mercedes cab, the, the cab over? Cab over. <laughs> they're ugly. Oh, they're ugly as sin? Drive one. I, drive one. That's like telling me to drive a Volvo. I have a hard time even sitting in one. That is yeah. Right. Yeah. For <laughs> something with... Six six figures. Yeah, I uh, six figures, I'll drive whatever you want. I'll drive a bucket with a steering wheel. I don't give a shit. Mid. Mid. Six figures. So, All right, cool. Well... <laughs> 
Oh yeah, dude. Like, we have them, but they'd be factory oh, armored. Those are my skin. Yeah, out there. Isn't that Galvatron? Yeah. Isn't that who that is in uh, Transformers Four? Looks like it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Scania. Oh, Transformers. He's a when they remake him, he's a Scania or whatever the fuck he is. Sorry, we get distracted <laughs> easy. But we had truck drivers, and the fuel haulers made more. They were like the top tier. If you had hazmat on your license, it was weird because I went over there when I when I got uh, recruited. I was like, hey, I want to do recovery because that's what I did in the army. And they're like, yeah, cool, no problem. So I give them all my shit, and they're like, hey. You are fucking golden. You have gone to all the right schools. You have done all the right stuff. Your ERBs are impeccable. You have great references. You don't have a CDL. <laughs> I was like, what? You don't have a CDL. It's like, I'm going back to Iraq, correct? Yes. We need you to have a CDL. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm, yeah. It's, I was like, all right, well, make me a mechanic. That, like, significantly docked my pay. But I made up for it in the end. I made up for it. But the... Those guys, the guys that hauled fuel, they would run from um, the uh, the green zone, uh, Baghdad, to Kuwait and back. That w- that was their only fucking run. Were they filling up in Baghdad or were they filling no, up No, they were Kuwait? filling up in Kuwait and bringing it up. Mm. Because every time we turned a uh, pipeline back on, they'd fucking blow it up. Mm. So we were trucking in everything. Me and Brian are over there and they're like, we don't see road train as an endorsement on your license. Like, oh, don't worry about it. It's- oh, dude, we had. Do you see that one there next to the custom? Uh, this one? Yeah. The no, Volvo. No, no, not, no. not the Volvo. Like, the actual custom one that they had there. I fucked something up. <sighs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that blue thing. Look at the orange one. I want the orange one. Those, those, I, you know, I was never big on cab overs. We had a lot of Mercedes, Volvos, and Scanias, mostly Mercedes and Volvos. The Scanias were like our heavy haul guys. They'd have, you know, four axles on the back of them, and they'd bring up everything for us. I mean, the guys that ran the hazmat, if you had hazmat endorsement, did they have, like, road trains, or was it, like, a 53-foot trailer? No, we'd run doubles, triples, whatever. <laughs> Josh is like, how many can you hook to the back of this? Well, we'd have, uh, the first one would have a fifth wheel, and then we'd have a, what are they, dolly or whatever, yeah. hooked into a panel, and have another trailer, hooked into another trailer. We hooked them up until we didn't have enough air to release the last set of brakes. <laughs> Jesus, you had, like, a full road train. Yeah. You were doing... And it it was, I mean, the guys that ran that would run back and forth from Kuwait. They'd be in Kuwait, like, two days. And then they would outlaw trucker <laughs> fucking, they didn't stop. Right. And they they got to Baghdad in, like, a day and a half. And you didn't want to How stop. far is that? I don't know. Kuwait to Baghdad. Let's look it up. Kuwait City, Kuwait to Baghdad. How the hell do you spell Kuwait? K U W A I T. B A G. H. Oh, yeah, there's an H in there. Yeah. Uh, Six hours, 39 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> How many miles? Kilometers. Kilometers. Whatever the. 669. Kilometers? Sure. We got a conversion? Yeah, I'll figure it out. See, there's Fallujah. 
That's Ramadi. That's where I used to live. Oh, I love Ramadi. Ramadi. <laughs> There's Baghdad. So it's a yep. two-hour flight for four hundred sixteen dollars. You're that, Brian? Only four hundred sixteen dollars. Four hundred fifteen miles. Yeah, it's only four hundred fifteen miles, but it would take you three quarters of a day or better to get to Samara or Samawa or Aldawalia, and you get there, and there'd be like ten IEDs. So you'd have to get those cleared, and you would run unfucking governed. Just is all to the floor. Just yep. No, you didn't I, stop. How do you know there's IEDs though? Like, how would they de- determine that there was? Uh, every inch of that road has somebody watching it. Oh. So as soon as one was planted, they'd bring in a squad to come. Remember the guys that used to fall down? Yeah. They had those teams all the way down that road. Gotcha. And people would fall down. And then they'd have to go <laughs> and fucking clean it up. Right. So, yeah. they'd And our, our guys ran from <laughs> Kuwait to Baghdad, Baghdad to Kuwait. That's it. Those other guys that did long haul that would do Kuwait to Basra to Najaf to Baghdad all the way up to fucking to Crit and then back down. Those were legit suicide jockeys. Like they're they're risking everything to try to. Yeah, but they were you know three hundred. Mm. And those guys would literally like, hey, I'm doing this for a fucking year, and I'm out. And a lot of those guys did it for a year, and they were out. Right. They go and wipe their tears with their stack of cash, and yeah. <laughs> but it was funny because you you know I was there four years or so. And guys would leave and be like, I'm never coming back to this fucking place. Oh, hey, Josh. Year and, a half, <laughs> year and a half later, you're like, hey, look who's coming back. What happened, man? Uh, my wife got used to that fucking money. And we, the wives would. They would get used to that money. And you're like, oh, my God, this can't be right. First time I got paid, I got held. Because they're like, there has never been this large of a deposit in this account ever. And they wouldn't process it. Really? Yeah. Fuck you, Western Security. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So were, were the wives used to the money, or were they used to being the money, and they didn't have a husband hanging around them? Oh, dude, we would fuck it up. <laughs> My wife had a groove. Like, she ran the house. She had everything. I'd come home, and I would completely fuck that up. <laughs> and she was like, when are you leaving? Like, what are we doing? And, and my ex-wife's like, when are you hitting the road again? Yeah. Someone will be here in about 30 minutes. It's been three hours. When are you leaving? <laughs> when are you leaving? I need your paycheck, your credit card, and you to get the fuck out of here. Hey, does that little red thing mean that there's a traffic jam or something right there? Yeah. <laughs> there's one right here, too. <laughs> That's what I was just uh, looking for. one right there. Right? Uh, oh, that's a change of route. I don't want to change the route. You might want to go around that area. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let me. Uh... There we go. Yeah, that's a. Uh, it usually tells you like something. Construction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gas station, my ass. <laughs> this route crosses a country border. Well, that isn't the country border. Oh, fastest route avoids the road closure on. That uh, closure is a little squiggly, <laughs> squiggly so. line, squiggly lines with some more squiggly line. The road closure is the little red circle down at the bottom. Yeah, there's a checkpoint there or something probably. Right. Oh, they got another one already. There, there's another one over here. Another one right there. Use Google Maps. Find all IED locations now. Yeah. Right next to El Hamza. That place is a fucking shithole, too. <laughs> Aren't, isn't, like, the all shitholes? I mean... Oh, yeah. I've, I've been to... Uh, the, the city of Ur that they talk about in the Bible. 
that was like <laughs> oh and I circle right there next to Kuwait Towers the closure. They ain't gonna give me any options. Keep going. Yeah, but I've been to all sorts of little countries or little things <laughs> like that. Up top there in uh, Kurdistan, by where that green thing is to the top of Iraq. No, that's Azerbaijan. This is right here. Oh, right there. Right there. There's gonna be a nice little town called Tikrit in Erbil. Yeah, there's Erbil. Oh. Yeah, that place is shithole too. <laughs> I see they got a bypass, so it looks like uh, Denver. Yes, it's a ring city. It's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> really cuts down on the fucking Durka Durka Jihad. <laughs> 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 yeah, this place fucking was awesome. I loved it. Armenia. Oh, you can go to Georgia. Not even that far. Oh, yeah. Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> <some> peaches. <laughs> oh, there's Ukraine right there. There's the next one. Yep. That's where we're headed next. Kiev. Did they take, didn't they take Kiev? I don't fucking know. Oh, Belarus. That's where uh, Riley's got a friend from. No, no. He's from Ukraine, Uzbekistan, something like that. And then I knew a kid from Belarus. So I'm on this wind farm, and this kid, he's listening. I mean, he's a nice kid, a decent kid. He's just different, you know. He took a liking to me. And we're like, hey, uh, where are you from? He's like, well, I'm adopted. And, oh, cool, whatever, yeah, and... He felt the need to share. <laughs> He's like, yeah, my mom said that uh, the United States government would let her adopt. We're like, why? And he's like, I don't know. If she just got flagged or something. They wouldn't let her adopt a kid here. And we're like, oh, so how did she adopt you? Well, she I guess she's really well off, has a lot of money, bribed her way into Belarus, <laughs> bought a baby, Bribed her way to get some papers, and then bribed her and the baby out of Belarus back to America. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. And now, and now she has a kid. So then he's like, yeah, and I got a sister. And we're like, oh, she can't be adopted, right? No, yeah, she bribed her way into Africa, bought a little baby, bribed her way out of Africa. Now she's got a daughter and a son. Oh, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. It sounds like a good time. And he's like, yeah, and she's locked up in a mental institute. And we're like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> and then he's talking to someone, and they're like, what do you do, like live in the mountains? He's like, yeah, it's like a goat trail from the highway to our house. We live off grid. I got to split wood all summer so we have heat for the winter. And we're all like, this is getting really fucking weird. Like, someone needs to check on you people. Yeah, that, that border was open, too. I thought that, <laughs> thought that said Levina. I was like, God, they got it all over there. Oh, Latvia? <laughs> yeah. Levina? <laughs> Lithuania? No, they don't need a... I don't think they have a trailer park over there. I'm sure they do. Probably like fancy buildings or tents, like no in between. Oh, dude, it's all fucking mud. I wonder if they have street view in Iraq. They do. We were looking at it the other day. Where do you want to go? Fuck, go to Baghdad. Okay. Wanted to zoom in, you dummy. See if I can find the green zone. The green zone. Okay, we're at in Baghdad. Right next to the river. Oh, see that dick? This right here, the tip of the dick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,. The green zone where that right here? Baghdad is? Yeah, that's the fucking Capitol building. And then right over towards the top of the shaft. 14th of July Bridge. Yeah, 14th of July Bridge, just east of that. That is going to be the... Uh, 4th of July Pass. 4th of July Pass and 14th of <laughs> July Bridge. It took him 10 days to get over here to start this bridge. Oh, the, the green zone. Yep. I click on it, it usually does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> Change it to the satellite view. Very touristy. Uh, <laughs> the, the 
nine square thing right, right there, there right next to your name. No, that's not oh, it. Oh, never mind. It's this one. We were playing with it, trying to figure this out the other there day. There we go. <coughs> the dick. Yeah, that's the only way I knew how to do it. Fucking penis involved. <laughs> kind of like the Dallas dick. Okay, so zoom in there next to uh, 4th of July. Four, 14th of July? Yeah, 14th, whatever. It's closed. <laughs> whatever. Okay. It's closed. No, oh, dirty cocksuckers. Which one? Probably chain up, and, chain up law and effect. <laughs> <laughs> Danish embassy. This right is there. all the United States embassy. What? Right there. How is anyone supposed to ever... Like in 13 hours, there's like five guys. That is the largest embassy we've ever fucking done. Now, what? See that here? pool? Yeah. Yeah, that guy made like 100 grand. You told me about the pool. They needed someone to clean it. Uh, no, lifeguard. Lifeguard. That's what it was. Lifeguard. Yeah. Um, go up. You're going up. A piece high school for boys. Babylon Mall. Yeah. Keep going up. Okay, that's the unknown soldier monument. Cross sword should be around here somewhere. Zoom out a little bit. Oh, right here. Here's Crosswords. Victory Arch. That's where he would do all of his, uh, where he's shooting the gun in the air. That's where it's at. Now go over there. Okay, zoom out a little bit. You're listening to the podcast. We are uh, looking at Google Maps. Oh, that's where the lions that got out. Lions got out? Yeah, I was aware of a park. It was uh, Uday and Kuse's zoo. He would feed the lion, feed the lions, the girls that didn't want to have sex with him. <laughs> what happened when they got out? Oh, a uh, drunk guy. They got shot with a saw. A saw? Did they, I mean, did they make it into, like, you guys, or was it just... Oh, yeah, they were like, we locked down the green zone because the fucking lion got out of the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, like, people running around on fucking Humvees trying to shoot it and shit. Go down a little bit. Josh is like, got a, comes back with a lion head. Okay, so I lived, my house was over here. My, contain, my containerized housing units, my chew. Yep, all these little things right here. Those are your housings? Yep, that's our housing area. That was my camp. My Which one camp. was it? <laughs> Which one uh, was it? Zoom out. The blue that's the laundry facility right there. This one. This one right here? Yeah, that's the laundry facility. So I lived over in this area. Oh. Can I do street yep. view? USAID. <laughs> Whatever. It's a fucking front. It's <laughs> <laughs> it, it let us do street view last time. I don't know why it won't let us. I get to scroll in more. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Blue Star Restaurant? Yeah. You're like, that wasn't there either. That's got E. coli. It's got <laughs> E. coli. Let's see if we can get street view. Nope, that's it. It won't let us. Zoom out a little bit more. Keep going out. Keep going out. See the black line right there? Click on that. I tried that. Oh, go over here. That was um, Blackwater's heliport. This was my shop. Holy shit. How big is that? Big. And this was our storage facility for all of our cars that we maintained <laughs> when people weren't using them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we tactically acquired them and had to... Uh... Yeah. That was our car wash. The Freedom Center? Yeah, it was not a Freedom Center. It's it, a detention center. It's a detention center. Yeah, why won't it let me do that? Because nobody does street view there, dude. <laughs> it did, though. It let us do it the other day because we were looking at shit. It says street view right there. Oh, yeah, it does. 
Yep. No, it's no one wants to do that. I was about that. to say, if this shows up and I'm on it. <laughs> Browse Street View images. Oh, they only have images. So let's do, can we get one over here? Let's see if we can get one here. Nope. It's pretty much locked down over here. Must have to be into more, less, you know. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna get any of this stuff because yep. it's locked down. Yeah, see everything over here is available, but not this yeah. stuff. They don't want anybody to know. Well, my shop up there, Department of Civil Society Organization, yeah, whatever. <laughs> that my shop right down here was the body shop. We had a full body shop, like two paint booths, machine shop. My heavy shop was over there on the right side, and we had light shop, and we had our parts room right there. Our parts room, like we gotta, we gotta repurpose some of this stuff. We got some Humvee axles. We need to fly back to states. Ah, uh, no, because where is it? That was our used parts facility, and our welder was right here. That was our used parts facility, and this was our building. <coughs> God, I wish I had better picture quality. Wasn't, wasn't much in there. <laughs> it wasn't a lot. Frames. <laughs> well, frames uh, in there. <laughs> maybe a donkey. We had what was called a cost savings initiative. If you came up with an idea that would save the government money, you'd get like 15% of whatever you saved. Once we started running our uh, used parts department, um, our deadline rate went down to like less than 1%. Transmissions, engines. I was really good at frame swaps from my stuff with the CBs. So <laughs> we do that on the Suburbans and shit. And that saved the government. It's like 60 or 80 million. So we got to divvy that up between all of us. God damn. Yeah. It's good times. It's good times. I can't even complain. I don't. I don't ever complain about what Josh charges me because he's really good to me on that aspect. Because he always looks at me like right in the eyes and goes, "You know, I don't have to be doing this, right?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to do this, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's fucking. That's the green zone, man. That was. That was the good old days. Yeah, but that fucking the. Uh, like embassy. That's fucking huge. Oh, dude. No, that's the that's the park. See, Zarara Park Zoo. That's where the lion was. <laughs> they just fed girls to him. Yeah, uh, down towards yeah. the dick. Toward oh yeah, right there. Yep. That is, that just doesn't seem like embassy. It's only a uh, four star embassy. <laughs> <laughs> they got some really good street view pictures of. That was before we rebuilt it. That's from a J-Dam landing in the center of it and blowing the building to shit. We rebuilt that. <laughs> you rebuilt this building? Yeah. And the one next to it. See how the roof isn't there? Oh, yeah. I didn't even <laughs> notice that. And see the blue dome? Yep. And that roof's missing? I love that this is what Google Images has for an image. Yeah, we rebuilt all that stuff. That's where we had that... Uh, that heavy haul truck. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. That we didn't want to dismantle. Oh, dude, look at the go up. All the tower cranes we brought in down. That's building the embassy. Jesus. <laughs> Those are all tower cranes that we brought in. Do they Those, actually, I mean, do they have any much of this shit down there already or no? 
No, everything we brought, we brought in. Oh, I got you. Our, our embassy is completely self-sufficient. Water, power, sewer, everything. So they're able to clean enough of the river to actually drink it? No. Oh, no. Still no? No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they have new technology now, but not when I was fucking there. I mean, you said they had water, though. So how, where do they get their water? Uh, we'd bring it in. Oh, I got you. But they're not relying on anything yet. Nope. The entire country could go down, and the embassy would still be bright. They have sea uh, rams that, uh, have you ever seen the videos where, like, incoming, 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 and this is, like, a laser shooting? Oh, yep. Yeah, it's a Gatlin gun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do they fucking shoot? Like a million rounds a minute or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah I've seen them. Yeah, they're, like, trailer-mounted. Yeah, they have the ones on the boats. They literally took the ones off the boat and made them land-mounted. <laughs> just fucking, here you go. They put it on a flatbed trailer, and, and just, it has its tracking software, and it's everything on a fucking step deck. That is awesome. A gun. But you're also hoping that, I mean, they're self-sufficient, but they're just going to leave it. They'll bail. Yeah. As soon as shit hits the fan, they're like, oh, you can have it. Take it. Just like yeah. all that other shit we left there. We left a lot of nice stuff. Mm-hmm. But I I had a, I brought a couple of guys with me to the States. Um, my supervisors, my LNs, they, uh, one guy's a truck driver. <laughs> and he, he called me up one day. He's like, hey, I can't fix my country. Um, I want to come to your country. And that dude is more American than most of the fucking Americans I know. Um, he was born in fucking Iraq. <laughs> but he, when he got in... <coughs> They put him in uh, Denver, and this dude worked two fucking jobs, and when he was going from one job to the next, he would turn on, you know, like, Lyft and Uber, and he would Lyft and Uber people to the other side of Denver where he was going for a second job, and then when he was done with that one and he was going home, he'd Lyft and Uber home. He was always working. Right. He didn't fuck around. No. And he was, I mean, he got off the plane, and they gave him, you know food stamps and social security and he's like how 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 does america pay for this mr josh like you <laughs> fucking doubt man it's like this 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 is not good i was like no it's not good he's like good question good question and now he's a fucking trucker he owns his own truck and he moved to arizona and now he's a fucking door swinger <laughs> he runs reefer um from california to arizona new mexico texas down that way and probably because it's hot and he likes it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he did not like the winners at all. <laughs> Let's send you to Denver. And he's like, oh, this this isn't bad. And he's like, oh, Culture God. fucking this shock. Is, this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, but he's fucking, he's doing great. He loves it in America. I do, too. I mean, you go from that <laughs> right. to America. We're, like, not that bad. No, people don't. Oh, yeah, we go to the 4th of July, the 14th of July bridge. And we'd go there, and we'd be, you know, because our road ran right next to the 14th of July Bridge to where we lived over there on the Tigris. Yep. And we'd be looking down there, and we'd just see a body floating. <laughs> Why is it called the 14th of July Bridge? Uh, it was the 14th of July Bridge because I think that's when they fucked with Iran. Mm. And that's when he named it. That's when he named it. Yeah, the Republican Palace, that was our first uh, embassy. And that was the pool. Where they needed a lifeguard? Yep. Because you always got to have a lifeguard on duty when you're going to party hard. Oh, yeah, dude. Where's this pool at? 
Uh, right there. Right there. This yep. one. And those are all little containerized housing units. And I love how they just ship containers. Yep, live here. Uh, my room was eight foot wide by like fifteen or twenty foot long, and that's where I lived. So it was, was like was it like two rooms a container then? No, they put them up, and it was twenty foot containers, and they had a catwalk in the center. Mm. It was single man rooms because I got gotcha. I have standards, and I'm not fucking <laughs> sleeping in a bunk bed. And yeah, look at that fucking. A nice blue pool that yeah. someone paid a lot of money for. A yeah, pump. there's probably a fucking spy or something sunbathing right there. <laughs> what did you say that they needed a water pump one day so you, everyone loads up? Or a pool pump? Oh, dude. It, uh, our The job I wouldn't want you can pay me to do was a lifeguard. Because all of those State Department and embassy people would get drunk and fall in the fucking pool. And they're just old as fuck. Oh, yeah, dude. It was just, dumb. They shouldn't have been walking by a pool anyways. Oh, no. There's like a lot of young girls in there, too. Like, all the mistresses and shit. Like, mm. General Petraeus is fucking... Are they, still hiring, are they still hiring pool boys? Yeah, pool boys. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, we had, I don't know, I think like a rocket hit or something. And we had to come up with a way to fix the fucking pool pump so that the pool... That's like the, what they were concerned about. They're like, not us or anything. They're like, our pool doesn't work. It's not filtering right. Like, <laughs> all right, priorities. You're like, you guys shipped in a million gallons of U.S. water to fill a pool. We shipped in. Five thousand cubic yards. Water. Of sand. In a desert. Yes. Why? Did you think of why? Just from America. It had to be American sand. 5,000 cubic yards. So either it was because it was an American contract. They like to use American shit. Oh, it was. It was American contract. It came out or of Arkansas, I think. They wanted the color of sand. That color. Nope. It was for their beach volleyball pits. They needed American sand. Because they couldn't. We trucked that up. <laughs> from the port in Kuwait. In fucking side dumps. Through Iraq. But how'd they, what they do, load it on a barge and then scoop it out of the barge and they didn't try to just ship and container it? That seems dumb. It's a government contract. I, see, those stories are like, I'm like, I can't believe we spend tax money on that kind of shit. Oh, dude, it, if you, if you would even, they will never look at those contracts because they wasted so much money. <laughs> Somebody was like, hey, we need sand for a fucking volleyball pit and, you know, next to the pool. Yeah. It, why does that have grass? That's a lot of grass. <laughs> yeah. It's an oasis, and it was not used. They were not using river water. I guarantee that because there was like fucking leishmaniasis and the flesh-eating bacterias and all sorts of shit in that water. They were not using that to water the grounds for the embassy. <coughs> so, <clears throat> what are they gonna do? Like, what did normal people do for drinking water and stuff then? Oh, we. Uh, it was just like in Iraq. They, uh, the Hershey's Water Company from Saudi Arabia, would would one liter bottles of water. I mean, like, what does the locals do, though? What did they do before you guys got there? Like, Oh, dude, they fucking drink that, no problem. Ugh. Dude, straight out of the... Did they, they, like, they would bring me fish. Like, hey, share my lunch, Mr. Josh. I brought you fish. Nope. <laughs> nope. You're nope. like, I'm not from Acton. I'm not from the trailer park. No. <laughs> There's so much mercury in there. They just drink that water. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah, you've been drinking it for generations, but not... Oh, yeah, it probably, like, destroyed their genes. <laughs> Josh, like, I'm from the States. This will kill me. Oh, dude, yeah. I was very, very needy. It's like mystical creatures that if you don't know better, 
it just doesn't bother you? No. <laughs> yeah, but we had uh, we we pulled up and we made a giant sand pit and unloaded it from the side dumps and they went right back to Kuwait to unload it and right back up north. That sounds fucking crazy. Oh, dude, they were getting paid. You imagine having that contract? Yeah, but I usually like low bid stuff, so you know. Oh, that was a no bid. Oh, 304, it was all no bid. Oh, they just drove in? Yeah, and five, six, seven, eight. There was no bid. Oh. No bid contracts. Me and Brian were like, ah, the rate just went up. <laughs> the ambassador, um, his engine blew up in his um, armored Suburban. And it was it was a high-level armor rating. And his engine blew up. and 5.3? No, it was uh, 8.1. Oh. And... It blew up, and we didn't have one in the junkyard. So we're like, hey, we need, we need an engine. And getting an engine up there was like, you know, eight, ten weeks. And they flew one, DHL, <laughs> from the plant in Michigan. An 8.1 liter DHL flight from there to Kuwait, Kuwait to Baghdad. And our trucker just had to go to Biop, which is like just down the street. To pick up this motor. I got it in like two and a half days. Unheard of. How much was that? Oh, it was $180,000 probably. Oh, my God. With shipping. Jesus. Yep, but he got his motor. $3,000 engine. You're right. Oh, yeah. Josh is like, hey, I... Boat anchor. (laughs) Josh is like, hey, I know a guy. Let me call Brian real quick. He'll send us up some parts. But we we had an entire division that was called our buyers. We'd submit, you know know tickets for parts or whatever and our buyers would go out and get three competitive bids whatever those people were fucking loaded they were getting <laughs> kickbacks from somebody right and the yeah. buyers would come out and they would buy it and they're like yeah we're gonna buy it from so-and-so like why why are you not just buying this from saudi why are you not just buying this in kuwait i have the phone number to the dude in kuwait <laughs> but oh we got a better rate i was like no you didn't no you got fucked like, yeah. well, my buddy back in the States, Brian, he said he could send it over here for a small fee of $1 million. Well, with the embassy rigs, um, we would get something to go down, and we would we would literally call the line in GM in Dearborn, Michigan or whatever, and <coughs> they'd fucking they'd DHL us shit. Like, it was insane. God, that's expensive. Yeah. So <coughs> back to our little missile happening thing. What do you say those were, C-18s? You say the trucks that you burned the wheels out of the tires? The heavy haul truck? Yeah. Yeah, it was a C-18. And it had a gear reduction. It was a Western Star C-18 with a planetary gear reduction hub. Like, this thing had torque out the wazoo. (laughs) And when we were building the uh, embassy, the new embassy, not the old one, we were building the new embassy, we had these cranes... And we didn't like to take them apart. And we had a D11 that we needed. So we didn't want to take it apart. So we just shipped it in one piece on like a, I think it was like a four axle beam low boy. And it was coming out of the pit and the rim was turning and the tire was not. (laughs) It was spinning on the bead. And yeah, it was just insane the amount of torque that that thing had. Like how much... Power does it have to be though? Like, I mean, that was in excess of probably eight to a thousand. Jesus, horsepower. The torque was, I don't know, five, six thousand. Right. 
We it ran so hot that we had to have sprayers on the radiator and intercooler, just spraying misting water to keep it cool. To keep it cool, because it would just it didn't. We had over we had oversized reservoirs. We had <coughs> we had we put water tanks on the back by the fifth wheel. We put extra coolant in the back by the fish wheel and just pumped it through. <laughs> we did everything we could just to keep it cool. That truck was probably a million dollars. God damn. We had two of those and we left them. Just. Me and Brian will go get those. Oh, dude, he'd probably, dude. I know enough guys over there, so we'd probably drive to Kuwait, no problem, get her on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> you, you let us know, we'll go with you. I used to buy Iraqi army people. Like, we supplied them all their stuff. I'd buy their body armor Just off them. Right. Before they went downtown to do a mission. <laughs> Josh's like, hey, before you dent that, can I can I buy that off you, please? Oh, dude, AKs? AKs were like 120 bucks. Rounds were like $2 a round. The rounds were expensive. AKs, not so much. I had one dude. It was a it was a general in the new Iraqi army. And I was bullshitting one day, and I was like, hey, I was wondering if I can get a hind uh, armored attack helicopter. And he was like, of course, 250000 You must pay pilot more. I was like, <laughs> What? I'd already been buying people, so I was like, yeah, fuck, I'm buying people. They were so crooked there. Like, like if it meant the end, like, they lost the war, they didn't care as long as they made their money off. Oh, they were getting paid. They didn't give a shit. We had, they had this thing. It was for bomb detection. It looked like, you know when you're, like, looking for water? Oh, yep. And it looked like those dousing rods? We had things like that that were supposed to find explosives. Uh, see if you can Google um, Iraq, uh, what would it be? Iraq bomb detection But how did fraud. Fraud? <laughs> how, did that, how did that work, though? Like, is it literally just like a downing rod? It didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Somebody sold them to the Iraqi government that we bought for them for <laughs> billions of dollars. Detector fraud. <laughs> the story oh, right of the fake bomb detectors. The ADE. Yeah, sure. Let's go to that one. Six five. Yep, that's them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you walk around the truck and they're like supposed to find it or something? But it was complete and utter bullshit. It's, it's seven thousand dollars per unit. Jesus, did they get busted for that? Oh yeah, UK based. They know they said a lot of these fraud things. They uh, they just they'll come back on you. The UN or whatever they they didn't give a shit. No. A whistleblower. Yeah. <laughs> it took a whistleblower to tell you that wasn't doing Yeah, but nobody nothing. went to jail. Oh, man. I think it was like Sandia National Laboratories. That's what but it was, said. yeah, but it was like the. Oh, it was investigated oh. by. On behalf of the U.S. National Law Enforcement Corrections. Yeah, whatever. Had to stick our nose in it. Yeah. Jim McCormick. The, the man, they were manufactured for 150 pounds a piece. They were sold for 7,000. He was a police officer. He was a salesman. Of course he was. A hell of a salesman. He established a private limited company, Broadcasting and Telecommunications, which he renamed Advanced Tactical Security and Communications. Oh, man. Everyone knew that there was nothing inside the ADE, a yeah. whistleblower who worked. 
I'm saying like it took a whistleblower though to realize these things weren't doing shit. Well, if you blow the whistle on something, you get a portion of whatever the fraud you discover is. Well, did you see that part? McCormick was said to have answered that the device did exactly what it's meant to. Makes money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, 1.78 million pounds for the year of to July of 2008, with a gross profit of 1.35 million pounds for the year. He sold those for years. Oh, my God. In 2010, it, it no longer filed uh, holdings. Yeah, he just changed the name and changed the fucking T-shirt. It, the Iraqi government paid about 37,000 pounds for a device that was being marketed for about eleven five. Huh. About 800 of the devices in 2008 for... 20 million? Oh my God. For another 32 million? No, that was another 700 in 2009 for 32 million in no bid contracts. But there was no one to bid against. He no. Was, he was the only <laughs> handheld bomb detection agency out there. <laughs> uh, I wonder if you could find the. Oh, the Mexican government bought some too. Oh, yeah. Of course they did. There's a lot of people that have bought these. Oh, it led to a ban of the devices export from UK. They weren't made in the UK. And criminal investigation of its manufacturing. The US Army or military and technical experts believe the device was useless. I have no confidence that these will work. It's a fucking... It's a dowsing rod. Yeah. I'm looking up the volleyball pits. Oh. Is it, are the embassy volleyball pits? Yes. Let's see. I know I spelled that wrong. Volleyball schedule. <laughs> well, me and Brian like to go to the bar and watch uh, college softball. I think it was Texas. They got better looking players than the other ones. Mm -hmm. oh, we're not going to find it. Wounded Warrior Rehabilitation Center. No, these are all just normal volleyball shit. Speaking of that, we shouted out uh, Josh's uh, daughter for her volleyball game, and she won. Yeah. So, way to go. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain location in Iraq that may, that many in the Special Operations Force community know. The particular place has a pool in every backyard and marble floors. The three-story complex that housed up to 50 rangers also had other amenities, such as sand volleyball courts, horseshoes, diving boards, and, yes, zip lines. They went from the top of the third story into the pool. Let's just say someone came for a visit and didn't appreciate the risk factor due to the 15 feet of tile between the house and the pool, they shut the ruckus down. That was a summer that the locals would almost make you forget that they were in Iraq. They would run missions all night and be home by morning. The mornings usually consisted of a group of us going down to the street to get some breakfast. Well, you actually dinner. After a nice big plate of uh, breakfast consisting of runny eggs, grits, they would cruise over to the Baskin Robbins freezer for ice cream. Lying next to the pool eating a root beer float after breakfast was an event that for some became a daily ritual. All from our U.S. taxpayers. In Iraq, in the middle of war. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, Surf and Turf Fridays? Surf and Turf Fridays. <sighs> Did that come from the Euphrates River? 
No, it was T-bone steaks, um, Alaskan king crabs, and lobster tails from Maine every Friday. Jesus, that sounds expensive. I didn't care. I didn't pay for it, but I didn't miss it either. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have either. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, it was great fun, man. Next contract. We should all go. Sure. <laughs> sure. Well, I just want to take some pictures. <laughs> I got that one too. I just want to take some pictures. <laughs> I think that because the only thing that really kept the economy going during the downturn 07, 08, 09 was the war in Iraq. I mean, there was so much money going out. Right. War, I mean, war brings everything. Yeah. The fucking depression, World War Two. Yep. War spends a lot of money, and it brings in a lot of money. It puts a lot of money into the economy. Yeah. They just start, things start moving. Yeah. They got to start spending money. People got to start doing shit. I came home, and I bought my wife a brand new Volvo. Volvo? Yeah, XC90, because she was a soccer mom, and I was not buying a <laughs> minivan. <coughs> you don't want her to be the soccer mom? No. But yeah, the next one, man, that's... <laughs> My nephew is currently in South Korea. Um, he joined the army, and he was like, "I want to be infantry." I was like, "The fuck you do? What you can do with that when you get out?" It's not. He's like, "Well, I like computers," so I went to the recruiter with him, and I was like, "Hey, this is what he wants to do." He's now, I don't know, four years into a six-year hitch, and he's got all of these cybersecurity certifications, all paid for by the army, and he already has contracts, contractors. Right. Wanting to hire him. He's like, hey, when do you get done? You got two years left. Here's my car. Call me. He goes to a new duty station. Hey, when do you get done? Hey, here's my car. Call me. <laughs> you got to sit him all at the table and say, hey, uh, who's got the best offer here? The best offer he's got so far is 160 Jesus. That's, and he's like, yeah, this is way better than being infantry. I was like, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> right. So, <coughs> well, I'm not going to lie to you. I got to be up early. Oh. I think we'll, uh. Wrap it up. Tim's got a family, so he's going to have to, you know, go tuck some babies in and kiss his wife and make up for calling her a hooker. <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, honey, you ever been to Dubai? <laughs> like, there was that, you know, five years before we really started dating. Like, you said you went and worked overseas. Is that you thought you recognized Josh? You know a guy named Josh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You're in trouble. That's all right. If she ever listens to this, you're in a lot of trouble. Actually, someone's going to tell her. We have a she's, few. She's supposed to be listening to it. Oh, God. I haven't got a text, so. <laughs> have you got a text? Mm-hmm. The only text I got is uh, when we get our tax return, Regan is getting his nuts chopped off. Your nuts? Riggin, our dog. Both. Oh. So you're going to take them at the same time. Sure. Two for one. Brian thought about using a bander one time, like cattle bander. Why not? I heard it itches. That's that's the crabs. That's the crabs. Oh. <laughs> that's from your serpenter. <laughs> yeah. Should have cleaned up that river a little bit. <laughs> that, was, that was from that girl from Senegal. <laughs> that's from drinking all that water out of the fucking oh. tap you weren't supposed to. That's what's in that can. <laughs> no, this is mountain water from Austria, the Alps. Once cracked open, no thirst is safe from liquid death. <laughs> Murder your thirst. 
Well, well, I think for, <laughs> well, thanks for bringing me on again, fellas. Oh yeah, we'll have you again. We're gonna try to get Cody again if we can get him to fucking schedule properly. Oh man, I bet me and him going back and forth would be a riot. I don't think you'll go back and forth though, because he he's gonna uh, sit there. He'll just show me like, okay, where's the beer? <laughs> where's the beer? Well, he's gonna sit there and you're gonna say something. He's like, yeah, that was before my time. Oh, yep, that was before my time. Yep, that was before my time. Josh's like, what did you do? Yep, that was before my time. <laughs> <laughs> Or five minutes ago. Nope, that was before my time. <laughs> Dude, I know if he was a dog handler, he did. He he witnessed some dumb shit. Oh yeah, he's. Like, I tried to get him. To, he told me all the stories, like from since I've known him a while. I I have a little collection. He's like, dude, I don't remember none of that. I'm like, how do you not remember it's us coming? Fright. You get in front of a microphone. You're like, uh, no, 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 no. He just doesn't remember. He like doesn't remember going to Legoland. He was picking up chicks in Legoland. You get all these yuffie parents, and they're like two year olds, and. He's over there going, hey, you want to come back to my motel room? And the girl's like, oh, my God, honey, he wants me to come back with him. And the dad's like, what do I do? She's like, I guess. If he you thinks wanna... I'm pretty. <laughs> if you want to stay married just one night, just you have to deal with it. <sighs> All right. Well, thanks, sir. Mm-hmm. You you I fed you again. You got pizza. <laughs> Not as good as a steak, huh, Josh? Cheaper, though. <laughs> a lot cheaper. Hey, that's still my favorite part. What do you want, sir? Steak. Steak. Medium rare. Loaded baked potato because I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I get loaded mashed potatoes? Because you're a child still getting your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm an adult and it's my money. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Okay, yeah. You, you tell yourself that. <laughs> we all know the real reason. You pop those dentures out and gum it down. <laughs> I had five sides of corn. It was great. I he did. He did. It was a good time. <laughs> oh, got rejected by the waitress again. I did not. I, didn't my, I don't think I left my card that time. No, because you got rejected the first time. It, it's I not rejection. Can't, I can't confirm that one. The thing is, it's not rejection if I didn't get texted because I left it. The busboy could have grabbed it and said, fuck him. She's mine. You know, threw it away or something. <laughs> fuck him. She's mine. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's what happened, guys. That's... You well, got cock black by the bus boy. The first, the first one, the cards were wrong because you know, somebody's just like dyslexic or something. Both of us proofread our cards like this look right. <laughs> Fucking handed them out, and this girl blocks me on Facebook. I'm like, what are you pissed off about? Gave her the wrong phone number. <laughs> she wasn't happy. They don't like it when you give them the wrong phone number. I think it makes them feel bad. I wouldn't know. The last time I've been married for 20 years almost, and I haven't bought a hooker since. <laughs> a transport hooker. <laughs> transport hooker. Hey, if you ever travel internationally, get a fixer. Yes, but make sure you get a good one though. You don't want one of the you know shitty ones going to rob you. Yeah. Hey, drink this real quick. <laughs> oh, dude, she made so much money. She quit hooking. It. She went from working with us. We'd like tell other people like, "Oh my God, how was Dubai?" It was like a joke. Yeah. <laughs> how are the hookers? They're like cockroaches and rats. And we told them what we're doing. They're like, "Can I have a number?" And we started giving them and all the married guys. We didn't want to deal with the prostitutes or anything like that. So we would just hire her and she would make it all better. It was so much nicer. I think that's their job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. So, well, thank you, sir. Anytime. Don't uh, seek therapy if you need it. Oh, yeah. Talk to somebody, man. I'm telling you. Listen to this. Laugh. Think about your good times. Um, farmers, ranchers, truck drivers, fucking medical first responders. We've had out medical professionals too. Oh, dude, it get burned out, man. My wife's burned out. So don't end it. Do something better. Listen to us. 
I mean, we're not we're not that great, but we'll try. We oh try. yeah, <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, sir. Yep.